0: what's up everyone welcome to game face episode 122 on sifted games at sifted.net and look at who is back
1: hasn't been that long has it what hasn't been that long well you've
0: missed two of the last three episodes okay because you were gone back gone now back but now you're back for
1: good right should be yeah yeah
0: so matt came through you're feeling okay okay
1: getting there Maybe okay is a little bit of a stretch. Yeah, it's minor surgery. It takes a while. Yeah, yeah. Still healing. Yeah. But all the all the, the t- test stuff came back. It's all negative. There's no cancer. There's no anything. Uh, You're stuck with me for a while. So. <laughs> Wouldn't have it any
0: other way, brother. Welcome back. Uh, let's see. A couple housekeeping things. Uh, I know it's Monday, and you guys are like, why the hell is Game Face streaming on a Monday? Well, we didn't want to wait a whole week to get a show to you guys, so we decided to stream on Monday. Totally realized probably our on-stream audience will be a little smaller today because people aren't expecting the show. Uh, but we do not want to go like a whole week without an episode. Um, Too much
1: stuff happened.
0: Yeah, yeah, a lot of stuff has happened. We actually have a really good show for you guys tonight. we um, got a bunch of
1: games to play. A lot.
0: Man, i I, I got to say... This last week has been one of the best weeks of playing video games that I've had since Q4 of last year. Yeah. It's been great to have so many good games to play, and uh, it's been kind of overwhelming because... three
1: big guns in the space of
0: very little time. Absolutely. And all this has been going down while we're producing Pactor Factor 100, which, by the way, is going to be awesome. Um... It's all being cut together tomorrow? Mm. We have a lot of. Uh, I know you guys saw some stuff on Twitter about what we've been doing for the episode. I saw a boat. Yep, but that is just a very small fraction of what's going on with the episode. So uh, beer on a boat. Yep, beer on a boat. Marcus, beer on a boat, and uh, so the show will be probably be going live
1: tomorrow evening ish. Is that Pactor's boat? It is Pactor's boat. Packer has
0: a boat. Yes, he
1: has. Actually, has mm. two boats. Wow. Yeah, I'm sure he'd want me to call it a ship.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He only—I uh, think he goes 50-50 with, with a friend on the boat, so he actually mm. doesn't own either one of them. But I guess if you put the two together, he has one boat. No, oh, it's a, a timeshare. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> um, but anyway, the episode should be going live tomorrow evening at some point. Uh, we haven't even started cutting it yet. We're still collecting all the assets for the show. Uh, it's going to be a long day of edit tomorrow, getting the show ready. Uh, but we hope to have it done for tomorrow night. Uh, It will absolutely be worth the wait. It will absolutely be worth the fact that Game Face is getting to you guys a few days later than normal. Uh, What else? Let's see. Subscribe to us on Twitch with Twitch Prime. We are way below last month. Like, mm. it's so annoying. I don't understand why they don't let people subscribe and just let it automatically renew. I don't know, well,
1: I, I can't. I've gone to resubscribe mine as well, and like sometimes it turns it, over the first of the month. Sometimes it waits a few days. Sometimes yeah. it's, it's, it's I've had someone reach
0: out to me, and they're like, um, "It seemed like I, I tried to resubscribe, and it wouldn't let me." Like, yeah, it's
1: I- it's. The system's a little,
0: yeah. The system's a little twitchy, definitely. Uh, But if you guys haven't done that already, we'd really appreciate it. Like I said, we're way behind what we made last month off of Twitch Prime. Maybe it's because everybody's given all their money to Ninja, who's making half a million dollars a month off of that program. I can see how, totally. I mean, I'm shocked at how much revenue we make off of it, to be honest with you. Or at Mm -hmm. least last month, I was. Um, So yeah, I mean, if you imagine if somebody has. 20,000 followers, even on Twitch, and you get 250 from each one of those guys. That's like, adds up. That's a lot of freaking
1: money. That's how NPR works.
0: It, I mean, I still think that at some point they're just going to pull the plug on it. Like, I just don't see what they're getting back for that money. I don't get About it. Amazon? Yeah. Mm. I mean, they mm. own Twitch, and then Twitch takes half. It's like, why are you taking half of the money from your comp- parent company? It's really bizarre.
1: I the think they're, just, they're just, I just, it's the point is to drive prime membership. I think like that, that's I all guess. they care about.
0: I guess. Uh, if you have already done that, I, I really appreciate it. It really, really makes a difference to our business. So uh, we just started putting the show back on YouTube. YouTubers, if you guys can't afford to contribute to our Patreon and you watch Game Face and you watch Pactor Factor, just use twitch Prime and give us a free two fifty man like it's so easy. i get it every do other month
1: account-
0: you know, or what a, vary like, it. Do what you need to do I mean you're getting hours and hours of entertainment out of our YouTube channel for nothing, so and this will cost you nothing. uh just go on Twitch, link your twitch and your Amazon prime accounts, and then just click the little button above our player. We will appreciate it very, very much. Ninja won't know that you don't give him two fifty. <laughs> We will know that you gave us $250. we are a little guy. We actually notice the difference when you give us that stuff. So, appreciate it if you take the time to do that. Obviously, our Patreon is at patreon.com slash sifted. If you do have a couple extra bucks banging around, would be awesome if you could uh, kick us some money on our Patreon. Even if you just want to pledge for one month and buy Matt and I a beer or something, <laughs> uh, whatever. We appreciate every dollar. Um, and I think that's it. We have a great show today. Tons of hot games. Let's get right into it. So. We're gonna kick it off with what I think might be my favorite game of twenty eighteen so far. Ooh. At least until God of War comes out, maybe mm-hmm. here in the next few weeks. Uh, Nino Cooney two. Mm. I I just want to say right off the bat, um, I did not really enjoy the first Nino Cooney. I played it for twelve hours, and basically the only reason I even played it that long was because Marcus Beer loved it, mm-hmm. and that's
1: because he's drippy. <laughs> and Marcus, I mean, there's... in this series. Welsh people are magic, so yeah. of course Marcus likes it.
0: <laughs> that may actually be why.
1: <laughs> it might be why. Uh,
0: but he kept trying to convince me to play it, and I would keep going back. I could not get into
1: it. And I found it... Uh, the thing about uh, the last one was like, like the real-time, but turn-based kind of combat yeah. thing Like g- was a grind it after was, a while. Yeah. Um, this game is almost everything that was in my head when I played the first one I'm thinking, it's too bad it isn't like this Yeah. and then they did all of it yeah. in this one I would agree with you I think this is the best thing I've played this year
0: It is a great game so you're seeing the opening cinematic right here Just which is
1: like... one of the most shocking openings <laughs> I've ever seen. I mean It's really crazy so the the first scene in this game they nuke New York
0: yeah so this is the president I'm assuming the president it's the of the United States, States. Yeah, and he's driving to a summit, in... they don't say what the city is, but it no. sure looks like it's, New York. It's New York. It's, and then it's New York City New York.
1: gets nuked, and then he wakes up in the other. So the that dark haired, like tall guy in the in the, the blue gray coat you've seen in the that's the president, of the, the president States, of the United States. The president of the United States transported to a fantasy world, <laughs> and decides to just kind of team up with this like little uh. little king kid with ears and a tail who mentions that he's half cat. Which means his dad fucked a cat.
0: Yeah. <laughs> which
1: they don't seem... I mean, the cats are anthropomorphic in this, but there's, there's some furry stuff going on in here that they don't seem to get into the details of, but I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the world I'm a, I'm building to kick I haven't finished the in. game yet. No, I'm <laughs> waiting for the world building to kick in. Um, so, yeah. yeah, so
0: he gets transported to this
1: magical fantasy land, there's this childhood child yes. king, and there's the the dark. You can see him, the the black knight, who's like because there's a the 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 mice, the the rodents seem to be overthrowing the cats. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, and uh, the, the, they have this black knight, which looks for all the world like Mickey Mouse cosplaying Darth Vader. Yeah, like it's it's he looks a little bit like the...
0: a Meta Knight as well. A little bit, yeah. Like an obviously not a chibi version like Meta Knight is, but so anyway, this is the king. This little blonde kid is the mm-hmm. king. Evan. Evan is, which is weird. And then my girlfriend the,
1: insists it's a girl. I thought okay. it was too. I'm like, no, it's a boy. It's Evan. It's a, it's a boy. It she, might be a she, twist. She, I don't know. No, I don't the, think so. I think it's just a. He's just a. Got a. He's a page boy. Haircut kind of looking. It, it means kind of a bob. Okay. And then the president's name is Roland. Right. And uh, so the,
0: this king is like, what President the hell are you Roland. doing here? Like, you <laughs> he disappeared in my king's chambers. As soon as they meet, the the rats take over mm. and basically start a coup and overthrow the king and the king has to flee the castle yeah. also with. also it with deages
1: Roland. the president who, who's not displeased by that at all. Yeah. He's, he's cool with that. <laughs> it, it de-ages him and gives him a, a badass ponytail. Yeah. And then that sets the whole story in motion. And essentially, I
0: I don't want to spoil too much, mm. but I kind of have to explain part of it. So he... Cracks off on his own with Roland, and he starts to form his own kingdom. Right.
1: That's what, I mean, Revenant Kingdom is kind of the, the yeah. subtitle. which is because And of, that's where the world building comes Yeah, so from he's there. in exile, and basically you, you, the early, I mean, it takes like, I think it took me f- almost six hours to get to the part where you actually start building the kingdom. Like, yeah. there's a substantial oh, journey. Oh, it is. I think uh, there may be even more than that, honestly. Um, and... Uh, it's interesting because like it, it hits a lot of the same kind of cliches as a lot of JRPGs and kind of anime tropes, but it pulls them off better somehow. Like, and it keeps it moving. Like the one of the things that I thought like was a flaw in the first one was like every you, you basically it followed that kind of episodic JRPG thing where you'd go to a new town or whatever, everyone would greet you with weird skepticism about whether you were your pure motive or whatever, and you'd have to solve the big problem of the town like every JRPG and like. You know, and then they're like, oh, you are actually cool, that right. will help you, and then you go on to the next thing. And you get and a like, party member and <laughs> you a, yeah. This thing does that, but it does it faster and it does it like a little with a little more verb somehow. Like it doesn't annoy me that I've I've seen all this before because somehow everything sort of comes together in a different way.
0: It's also very bizarre how Roland ends up having things from his prior world on him. He has a cell phone, he has a gun. Yeah. He pulls out a gun and shoots that
1: guy. They're like, what the <laughs> what he, is that? <laughs> although there are guns in the world, it's like blunderbusses and stuff. Yeah. I've just never seen a semi-auto beretta. The handgun, yeah. Um <laughs> and he's pretty good sword fighting, yeah. it turns out. Yeah. Um So this is an action RPG, we yeah. should have. And he gets and he imagine. also gets to keep the suit, which he busts out at a trial later in That's the right, game, which he is does, pretty yeah. awesome. <laughs> and they're like, the other guy character's like, Why are you wearing that? And he's because like, this is a court of law. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's a lawyer. He would. Yeah, like it's, yeah. it's, it's a nice character little moment there. I like that.
0: Yeah. So, um, actually, one thing I should have mentioned before we started the show today is we had originally planned on doing play views for mm-hmm. both this and another game, and uh, we ended up being a chord short. We were going to demo the combat system of this game for you. Uh, but we can't do it, so we're gonna end up because the traffic's terrible. It took like an hour to get here. It was like a five-mile drive. Mm-hmm. It took an hour. And I, and I missed you. Your, your my text message was too late. Yeah, so we have to describe the battle system to you. Um, the battle system in this game. This is what I think really makes it so much better than the first game mm-hmm. is the combat. Um, it's all real time. It's a total
1: action adventure. Um, a lot of combo stuff. You have three different weapons. Three different melee weapons and a distance weapon, yep. and the melee weapons bo- all build a percentage up as you use them. What's at- the system called again? Quench or there's some word that they use. Oh yeah, I don't remember. It Doesn't matter. But yeah, <laughs> like, so you stack but they, your three melee yeah, weapons. Yeah, so like they lo- they kind of go up to 100 percent. When a melee weapon's at 100 percent, you can use your special abilities with it. And when you use your special ability, it drops it back down to zero percent, has to build up again. So the idea is you have to keep switching between your weapons. Uh, to keep going, and and you can set it on automatic too. Yeah, and the
0: game will just do it for you, yeah. which is actually how I'll I'll admit that's how I've been playing. I have it the game. on
1: semi-auto, so I can switch when I need it. That's what I have. Yeah, semi-automatic. What, yeah. Like, there is an automatic setting where you literally can't change it, and then there's yeah. a manual setting where you have to change All automatically the whole, uh, manually every time. So it makes you watch and your each, weapons. Yeah, and each each weapon has a build affinity. So there's a green and a red and a blue. So two green. If you you want to mix that up, because if you have two greens, they'll both have a hundred percent, and when you use when you use the 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 affinity or when a charge for it um it takes it away from all the weapons and you you have equipped right. that same it'll drain all of them color so yeah. you want to you want to mix and match yep um and then you have a a projectile you have yeah. a gun or a bow yeah you or got limited magic. ammo um, some of the
0: characters have like but it's nice shoot to have, magic or it's whatever nice to have
1: a little thing to to get a little distance on them and then you've got uh, the Higgledies. Yeah. The Higgledy Piggledies. They add a lot
0: to the game.
1: Who are like the little, they're like the little, uh, the equivalent of like the dust sprites in the, in uh, Totoro. Kind they of.
0: remind me of Pikmin in a lot
1: of ways. A little bit, yeah. Pikmin are um, choose from
0: the. I the mean, they're, Sonic they're every
1: weird, cute little spirit thing in anime ever. Yeah. Um, they're adorable. Uh, they have different colors to represent the elements, and you get little groups. You can equip a bunch of them at once. Uh, right Five now,
0: if, groups at once? You can I mean? have up
1: to up to 4 or 5 it four? It's 4 but you have like a you have like a 10 point scale and you can only equip enough different more powerful ones take up more points so you can only equip an, a, enough that add up to a 10 points but each so, one has four different abilities
0: yeah they'll some heal, are passive they'll some of them are not, but like they'll yeah. they'll
1: do a thing where like they'll kind of during the battle you'll see a circle appear around and you run into it press x and that's uh, the
0: one thing i do not like you use... say you have to physically run into their little circle and hit X to activate their abilities. It seems to me there should be a, an easier, better way to do that. You can see the circle right yeah. there, actually.
1: I kind of like it, because what, what I've noticed is if you switch over to... Because uh, I spend most of my time playing as Roland in the battle. Me too. I always have him first in my And if party. you switch over to Evan, he's usually in the back... Because he's kind of the magic character. He's usually in the back closer to where the circles happen. Yeah. Um, so I've kind of... like I, Early on, I wasn't using the So them you can see at right all. there, that cannon yeah, to the turns left. Yeah, into a cannon... That is uh, from
0: using the the,
1: the per- dark purple ones have like this giant like black hole singularity attack that just is amazing. Yeah. It's, it's really good for g- I mean, the
0: game is gorgeous. There are
1: moments yeah. where it's a little rough around the edges. I found it because um, I assume you're playing on regular PS4. Yeah. So I'm playing on uh, Pro, and it's gorgeous. The HDR is amazing. This thing looks the coloring un- it in just this, pops. It's the, probably in a way. the best
0: looking cel shaded game I've ever seen. Yeah, and it's um, with all due respect to.
1: Yeah, to various... Some of the Dragon
0: Balls universe stuff. Yeah, but
1: this is incredible. And, like, stuff. it's also, like, on my TV, the HDR kicks in. Because when you start it up, it shows that big picture of, of Evan on the balcony looking out over the city. And the HDR kicks in, like, after that picture's been up for a couple of seconds. There's that attack
0: you were talking yeah. about right there.
1: And you can see what the HDR does to this art style, and it's amazing. It, like, the it, game it, pops. Yeah.
0: Like, even on my non-HDR TV, on my base PS4... It, it looks amazing, particularly in, like, the close-ups yeah. during cinematics. Um, there are, on, on the base PS4, it does slow down at times. There are frame rate yeah, issues. Th- yeah, this
1: it chugs a lot in the, uh, the overworld screen. Even on the me. Pro, it does yeah. for you? It uh, chugs a fair amount, like, in the... Because the, oh, there's an overworld screen where you have, like, kind of dungeons where you run around, like, in this form. And then there's, like, larger overworld things where everybody's sort of a little chibi versions of themselves and they run around bigger a bigger right. map. Yeah. And on the Which is a
0: total JRPG oh, yeah, I'm kind of surprised that they I almost feel like they put it in the game just because Well, there's a lot of because there's there, some dungeons me, there's where a, you never go to that view and it's the engine's
1: fine like I don't understand why they do that at times. It's just easier I think to build something of that scale uh on that scale rather. Yeah. So like you've got the big area of the continent out and then you save the the really detailed more you know more constructed areas for, for kind of the more dungeons. story dri- dungeons yeah. and the story driven stuff yeah um it's th- th- there's a there's an element of that in every in even the presentation which i find re- weird is that there like you so, can see it so and it, it matters which way you approach an enemy as well
0: so you want to yeah. approach an enemy from behind if you can yeah
1: also you can be surprise attacked uh if they hit you from behind yeah, which yeah. i actually i actually had to turn my back to one and get hit that way, because it's very hard to get screwed by this. it's not like persona or like Persona's ready to kill you at any right. given moment. Like the game's pretty, pretty easy. It, like, no, overall. the game's
0: really easy. And um, <laughs> that's probably my biggest complaint with the game is how easy it is. Yeah, it doesn't. And there's no
1: difficulty setting, so it's it does not, like, not scale well. No, to you can overpower player. this game without trying. Yeah. Uh, which I don't. That doesn't bother me. I'm here for the experience. And, and the, honestly,
0: I think it's the Higleys the, that really unbalance it because once you start to get good with them and really understand how they work, yeah, they are. That is just a. They fun are reality. the
1: great uh, equalizer, basically. Yeah. If you if you don't use them, it's it's a little more challenging so that would be maybe like your difficulty setting might be whether you use Higgledies or not. Yeah, maybe I should stop using them to make um, it more challenging. I just don't care about challenge, so... Yeah. Uh, I, I enjoy <laughs> crushing shit. Like that's, that's that's what I like about, about RPGs, is becoming so powerful you can one-shot the thing that annoyed you earlier. Yeah. Um...
0: I like to but do a lot of phases fun. where you get like that where you're overpowered and you can really appreciate all the work you've put in, but then I, I like when it resets and it goes back to being hard again. Well, run, you got to yeah, work your way through you it As you progress, again.
1: you run into more stuff, and the dream dungeons are, are pretty hard once you move forward and there's a timer on There
0: themselves. are also, you can find enemies in the overworld that are way OP yeah. for you. Like, yeah, you'll then, be level
1: like 25
0: and they'll be level 50 if you want to challenge. Yeah,
1: you see you see, it's a little Xenoblade to that. You yeah. see that sometimes. And, like,
0: and they're clearly labeled. You can see the levels above. Yeah, they usually glow enemies, purple yeah it's, uh, so it's, you, you don't yeah, get you're not gonna guard. get yeah you're not gonna get screwed you can by that pick and choose if you want to do it that way
1: so uh, but it's it's a lot of fun like the, the combat is fun Here, and like, here's that's what not, i'm really shocked that's not by. common here's what know. i'm shocked by is how good the combat feels yeah. this
0: game is developed by level five level five is not exactly known as an action game developer but the hack and slash combat in this feels absolutely I know, but I mean, great.
1: I mean, they did Dark Cloud 2, which felt real good. I mean, and that was that is I'm that glad you brought that ago. up because this is really, a lot of Dark Cloud II This in is this. Dark Cloud. Yeah. yeah.
0: Dark Cloud And I got no problem with that. I, I hated the art style in Dark Cloud. It was like the ugliest, like weirdest, like in the the it looked unique. One, yeah. I thought both of them were that way. But the design of this game comes from Dark Cloud. Yeah, All the world building it. stuff. Uh, which we haven't even got, started talking about yet, is the world building. Um, so after you play, it took me longer than six hours before I started getting to the world building. Maybe I was poking around more than you. But, but it took me a while before I got to it. And essentially, you finally find this piece of, piece of land where you want to build your kingdom. Um, and then you, you have to
1: have a tactical battle, right? which is a whole other thing. Right, we
0: haven't talked it. about that yet. Yeah. So there are parts of this game that literally are Pikmin. It yeah. is Pikmin. Yeah. Like, you have your, your main characters are in it's your like party. It's like Pikmin
1: described as a military war game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, except the controls in it are kind of weird. It's very simple. It's it's simple, it, but, it like, to me, see, to me, that all that stuff evokes... Almost everything in this game evokes Suikoden. Yeah. Because uh, Suikoden had those that. simple kind of army battles or sort of like a rock, paper, scissors, like, strategy thing. Yeah. This has a little more depth to it, but it's the same kind of thing. It's the same kind of thing that's trying to give you the feeling of running a kingdom. Yeah. Um, and that's a good way to suck me in. Like, the like the, the kingdom-running thing, for some reason, like, attracts my attention in these kind of action RPG. Like, the other game that, like, really pulled me in, if you remember on the Wii, uh, was uh, My Life as a King or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, I remember my, that little, game, yeah. little king story. It was, like, a yeah, square yeah. game. And I had, like, Final Fantasy stuff in it. I played that for, like, a hundred hours. You're not like, alone. I it, mean,
0: most people can consider that game to be top ten ever
1: Wii yeah, games. Yeah, it, so. it was, like, and this isn't as... I guess, like, a complex, because you have to kind of play the RPG part to get the pieces to do the world-building stuff, because there's yeah. a lot of, like... You have to build the, the individual houses, but you then you have to staff them with right. people you pick up, which is where the circuit end thing comes in for me, because, like, yes, the whole thing where you gather people and, and, like, staff your castle with them is something yeah. that I and really all, love And each person is rated in three different categories, mm-hmm. or is it four? I think it's four. four. And then sometimes they have a special talent, which makes them more suited for one thing or another. Like, there's a lot in here. Yeah, so you assign people. And you walk around your, your kingdom, which I love. Like, yeah. It's, it, it's, it's... You assign people, so you build buildings, and each
0: building has a different thing that it will improve. It'll improve your weapons, your mm. armor, your magic, but then it starts to get really granular. Like, as you start building out, like, you'll have, like, something that will just help you, like, with one specific buff. Mm. And you assign people to work in those buildings, and then you choose the research you want them to do. And then, X amount of time, depending on how skilled the people are who are assigned in whatever category you're trying to build, that will determine how long it takes for them to develop Mm -hmm. that technology. Which runs like,
1: it's like a mobile game where you have to wait. Yeah. actual time actual real time too. yeah
0: like the first one they give you it's like, it's like 10 a minute, seconds yeah. yeah
1: but then like the first like so the, the first, first real one was the first like... thing you did was like, like for me like you had to like you have a you build a, a, a house that like can make new higgledies yeah and you have to go find this old woman you talked to earlier yeah. to staff it and so there's a side quest for that and you bring her back and i picked her first bit of research like you know my first Higgledy brewing or something because higgledies come out of Cauldrons, right? Yeah. <laughs> and like it took like an hour. I was like, "Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, we're just gonna, okay. I'll I'll come back to you." Then it's what like, I'm
0: discovering is this game is big. Yeah, um, I I think I saw some reviews saying that they could finish it in 30 hours or whatever. I, I would be shocked if I could finish this game in I mean, 30 hours.
1: I see. What I, I think you could probably jam through the story in about that amount of time, but like. I can't imagine surprised. why you'd want to. Like it's such a either. it's such a pretty game, and it's so much fun to kind of mess with the world building. Like, like I'm probably gonna spend thirty hours just dealing dealing with the city building stuff. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, like there's it's crazy extensive. Like it's, it's just because I enjoy it. Like it's yeah. it's a fun game. It's, it's rewarding. I will say going back and forth between this and Far Cry Five has been a little jarring. No, it's been <laughs> like, insane. But like, it really has been insane. But uh, I really like. I mean, I I know I said this was my most anticipated at the end of last year for for 2018. Like, but I I I think I was right. Like, yeah. it was it was it's great. It's, it's better really than good. I thought it was gonna be. Really, uh,
0: what I'm really and I you know I'm a gameplay first guy. I say it all the time. That's what has really struck me about this game is how good the gameplay is. Mm-hmm. How great the combat feels. How fast it is. How responsive it is. How deep it is. Um, we didn't even talk about magic. How you hit R2 and it brings mm-hmm. up a menu and it's, you just press one button. You have four different spells equipped at any given time. And they're all elemental based. Um, so obviously if you're fighting... and like Sometimes you'll attack enemies and if you try to use the wrong element it'll nullify your attacks. So as things start getting more difficult you face tougher enemies. You really gotta pay attention to their elemental alignment and make sure you're using the right attacks for that. Um, I'm just... I am loving this game. And you were talking. We're gonna talk about Far Cry 5 in a bit. But... You know, I've had both of these games for almost the same amount of time now, and I find myself wanting to play this game
1: Yeah, same. instead
0: of Far Cry 5.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it has been a juggling act for the last like four or five days of, I've, of trying to figure out, okay, I need to make I sure got, I play enough of both
1: to talk I, I got very focused on Far Cry 5 for a while for a specific reason I'll get into, we'll get into when we talk about that. But I went back to this today, and I don't know if I'll be going back to Hope County anytime soon. I mean,
0: look, it's, uh, and I did pick this in our draft, and it's sitting at, like, an 85 or something like that. I think that's low. I, I haven't I finished agree. the game yet, but based upon what I played, that seems like a low score to me for this game.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure what, I mean, I, I didn't read a ton of the reviews, but it's, it's, it feels like it it may not, like, really contribute anything super original, but it is doing some stuff that a lot of RPG, JRPGs haven't done in a long time, at least not the ones I've played. And it does everything better than almost everything else I've played, with possible exception of ta- the, the Trails in the Sky games. I think the Trails in the Sky games have stronger character work. Uh, but Trails in the Sky has, like, six games to do that in. Um, but, the, I mean, Trails in the Sky is the only c- you know, current JRPG series I think I would compare favorably to this. Here's, I'm going to say something that's probably going to piss a lot of people off. A lot of them
0: probably haven't played this game yet, but... And I think seeing uh, this game's version of the Lionel on screen right now inspired it. But so far, I'm enjoying this game more than Breath of the Wild. Mm -hmm. It's got a far better story, and it's got a bunch of different systems. It's not as flexible as Breath of the Wild as far as, like, hey, I wonder if I try this, if it'll happen. Like, this game is very rigid in that regard. Mm -hmm. But the systems that are in the game, the pacing of the game, um, the structure of the game, the depth of the combat the story is miles better than Breath of the Wild. Um, and again, you know, that's just my personal preference for what I like in games, but I'm enjoying this more than Breath of the Wild so far.
1: Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I... Hmm, I, It would never occur to me to compare them, really. It's just too, too different to me.
0: They're but, two action RPGs.
1: Well, they're two different approaches to it, and it yeah. it's not an RPG. It's an adventure game, so... I think there's you know obviously there's no physics play in this game. That's I mean, what I was talking the, about. The fun of Zelda is more is more the the that, yeah thing you can't like full. put like stuff together and build like a, a flying airship. Yeah, there's in not this a lot game. of emergent no, stuff in this. Like, definitely, it's, not. it's definitely a more of a throwback than Zelda is. Although Zelda is also a throwback because it's doing a bunch of open world stuff that everyone's done except Nintendo before then. Right, but. um... I think Zelda's more more of like a greater than some of its parts thing, and this is more like all the parts are really, really good. Yeah. Uh, If I could only pick one to ever play again, I'd probably pick this one. Because I feel like after 900 Korok Seeds, I don't need to do that (laughs) that game again. You did milk Zelda for all it was worth. Yeah. but I could see myself playing this again the same way I replay the so End games regularly is this one this game just has a i mean it's just it's just not they're not the same game to me in any way shape or form uh although they do have a slightly similar art style in a way yeah um uh this one just uh it presses all the right buttons and the the fact that it, it has the studio Ghibli character designer on it uh doesn't hurt yeah the art in this game is. Amazing. Uh, honestly, the only um, the only real criticisms I probably have are the slowdown, like yeah. I said before, uh, and um, uh, the the fact that like so it's mostly text. There's, not, there's some full voice stuff, but there's mostly text, which I'm fine with because. Uh, less voice and more text, except you know, they use, they use full voice scenes for the important scenes, right? And then the rest of it's just text, and I prefer that. Or they'll just have like, they'll say like one word, like, okay. uh, yeah, they, they, they do the, the persona thing where it's right. kind of like, what? Oh, you yeah. uh, yeah, like that kind of thing, which is fine, like, because I can read faster than any actor can talk and yeah, to yeah. get through kind of the exposition I'd rather do that and I, in fact yakuza 6 is kind of annoying me in that everything is fully voiced now and that's it, what the I side about last the week. side quests take a lot longer it's when it's like when get just, on with instead it instead of just clicking get through on everything because yeah. the side quests in the old games used to be all text yeah um so i kind of dig that the one thing that's weird is every once in a while a text scene will suddenly become a fully voiced scene yeah yeah uh because some, cool. some of them are like fully animated cutscenes, like what you're seeing here some of them are it's just the lines appear in the text but right. the voice actors say the whole line but then all of a sudden but all of a sudden it becomes that and yeah. i've skipped a couple fully voiced lines I so didn't yeah. realize we were in that. and that's a, <laughs> the fact that they just sort of jump into that is very strange yeah. like it doesn't bother me really but it's a, pre- a very weird presentational choice um so that's a thing to keep your eye out for i guess but like other than that like there's a couple. I feel like game's there's like
0: it. a lot of uh, grammatical errors in the text. Like that's just being nitpicky. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a couple. Well, some moments of, where the graphics look a little rough around some, the edges. I mean, some of
1: the some of the gra- some of the text errors might just be the Welsh accents. For yeah. The, uh... <laughs> for some reason your Kingmaker who's the little sprite guy who yeah. make who the, you need a little spirit thing. Usually a giant monster, but you get a little spirit but guy. for whatever
0: reason your Kingmaker is this yeah. little
1: like Pokemon looking yeah, thing. Yeah, probably because you're a new nation, right? right? Like that's probably the thing. Yeah. Like, I'm sure by the end of the game he grows into a giant dinosaur or something. Yeah. Um but uh, he's just got this dumb vacant expression on him. But he's similar to Drippy in that he's he's kind of a a, a Welshman with attitude. Yeah, yeah. And they write all his texts like that. And so like now that they they spell differently on purpose. Yeah. yeah, but like but the thing is like that makes me slow down and read it more. Yeah, wait, yeah. Wait, wait, what the fuck? Is that? <laughs> like, I yeah. can't tell what the hell he said. Yeah, you know, and and it just I just I try to image in my I try to picture in my head how Marcus would say yeah, the line, yeah. and then it makes sense. <laughs> right. So every every all the fairies in this game have and Kingmakers have have Marcus Beer's voice in my head, because <laughs> he's the only Welsh guy I know well enough to know how he'd say. He's the only anything. Welsh guy I know, unless I there's someone on sifted that's. I know a few Welsh, Welsh people, but he's the only one I've been around enough that like I know how he'd say almost everything. Right. Right. And so he is basically. Welshman. Yeah, he yeah. is. He is the kingmaker.
0: <laughs> yeah. um, not
1: to be confused with the freshmaker. Yeah, it's a mean, very different story.
0: I would say, look, if you've never liked JRPGs, I don't think this is
1: going to change your mind. No, this is more like a really, really good take on action JRPGs.
0: I also like this more than Persona Five. I would agree with that as well. Um, there's not all these weird broken systems that they try to jam into right. the game that didn't. That can't be rectified across other systems this game it, is kind of airtight in that way And this
1: game doesn't spend 10 minutes every single time they meet a new character recapping the premise of the game right yeah uh, which was persona Five's specialty as though i haven't been sitting here for 12 hours right yeah playing it's like you don't need to explain what's happening every single time and this one at least all you have to do is be like yeah evan's the king come join the kingdom cool like that's the end yeah. of it like it, it moves, it's fun, it's bright, it's bouncy, it's got tons of different things to do. If you get bored of one thing, you can do There's something else. There's variety in the game,
0: like, absolutely. That's what I really like about it as well, and all of them are handled really well. And it's
1: just fun to hit things with the pointy stick, even yeah. like on a very basic, visceral level. Yeah. Like it, I, I I love it. it I say go
0: go buy it. I don't think you'll regret it at all. Um, I, I mentioned last night as I was playing it, I was like, man, this game's so freaking awesome. And I just wrote, like, hey, if you're sitting on the fence on this game, leap. Go do
1: it. Mm-hmm.
0: And somebody wrote back to me. They're like, I didn't like the first one. And I, I'm like, I didn't either.
1: I like the first one, but I think this one is so much better. Oh, yeah. And, like, I would... Re- I recommend this one like wholeheartedly, whereas the last one I'd feel like I'd need to give you a list of, like, things to be ready for. You right. Because yeah. the combat in the first one is is fine, but it's not... It doesn't grab, it doesn't hook you unless you're really into that kind of approach. And this one, is just, it's just tap, 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 hack, hack, slash, slash, combo, combo. Like, it's great. Like, it's, it's tons of fun. Go buy it. Unless you absolutely hate JRPGs. And this doesn't even really feel a lot like
0: a JRPG. Like, the overworld stuff kind of tips its hand a little bit. Yeah, um, it's got a little
1: bit, I mean, it's got a little bit of Dragon Warrior to it in some ways, I guess, in terms of kind of the look in, in, in this in the same way that like you know there's a lot of anthropomorphic animals and the and the the world kind of has this sort of feudal like everyone's a king sort of thing going right. on. But like it's got a lot of variety. It doesn't stick to one thing or another. Like one of the early places you go is basically Vegas. Yeah. I mean it's there's a lot of cool stuff in And this. then there's
0: like um there's kind of some investigative stuff in the game where mm-hmm. I actually have to go and like hunt for clues and things like that. Like they really switch up like the objectives and the things that you're doing. Um, Yeah,
1: but part of the problem I had with, with, uh, that made the second kind of half or maybe the last third of the first game a grind for me, was I just felt like I was doing the same thing in every location, and over and over and over, and just already in this, I'm only probably 15, 16 hours in, but like already there's more variety in what you need to do and where you need to do it and how it works. Uh, Like, just because you're going to the next like big, you know, centerpiece location for the story, doesn 't mean you're going to be doing the same thing you were doing before because before it was like go through dungeon do you know fight five thousand things, come back with item all right we're, you're good now go yeah. to the next town like that 's not how this works and also every time you come out of a dungeon come out of a, a major story quest or side quest you, you usually you're coming back with something that's going to make your 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 uh, city building thing uh, you can upgrade something or you can add you know, you know, assign new personnel with something to makes something or the research possible or level something up like you're always moving forward and upgrading and getting there's always something every
0: after every battle it's like you check because you could have got a new weapon or something that you can fiddle with to set up your inventory with or restack things or resort who in your party is getting what like there's Mm -hmm. just always something to do in this game Um, and it's paced very well uh, very little downtime Uh, I just I really really like it Um, if you trust my opinion in games and you don't hate JRPGs you should go buy this game I agree All right, let's move on. Next Gen is a coming, Matt. I think we're finally starting to see consistently week by week um, little hints and little announcements, little leaks here and there that have traditionally always tipped the hand that, hey, Next Gen is finally coming. And Mm -hmm. we're starting to get those. We got the rumors about... PS5 dev kits being in developers' hands at least by the beginning of this year. And now we're starting to see developers start talking about next-gen. I will talk about GDC in a minute. There was more stuff about next-gen there. Um, But probably the one that I think is most important as far as, like, okay, the transition is coming, is that CD Projekt Red announced this week that Cyberpunk 2077 Mm -hmm. will be PlayStation 5, Xbox 2 ready. Um, it did not say whether the game is going to come to generation eight, mm-hmm. meaning PS4 and Xbox One. I mean, I would think it's going to double dip.
1: Yeah, I would think it's the same thing. I think it's the scalability means I yeah. think you'll be, like, like you've said before, it's like it's going to run on both, but it's going to look way better on five and two. Yeah. Man, we need to come up with...
0: Uh, <laughs> they really need better nomenclature.
1: I, yeah. I, or, I mean, PS5 is fine, but I need to know what you want to call the Xbox One, Two. I mean, it can't be the Xbox One, Two, right? This yeah. Just, this isn't...
0: I, I wouldn't put anything past uh, Microsoft I guess not. at this I mean, point.
1: I, Xbox One doesn't make any sense, either. So. It, it
0: doesn't. And Xbox 360 didn't make a whole bunch of sense when it came out, either. Neither did Wii. I mean... You
1: got used to 360, though. Yeah. And, like, I still am not used to Xbox One. Yeah. It's still weird. Well,
0: because already, there already is an Xbox
1: One. Right. I mean, Well, now it's the original Xbox.
0: Right. Well, we call pl- the first PlayStation, PlayStation 1. Right. Um, I-, I don't know what they're doing here. But this was really the first signal from a major third-party developer that, hey, we're working mm. on stuff for next gen, think- and it may not be as far off as you think.
1: And didn't they say that, like, Cyberpunk is not their next RPG? Yes. Which are for... Who knows?
0: And yeah, they said whatever that other action RPG is is coming before, before Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. How is that?
1: I don't know. <laughs> I was like flabbergasted by that. I'm like, really? I can only guess that Cyberpunk's gonna really require some horsepower, I guess. Uh, or whereas whatever they're making, you know, who knows what the, what the other thing is? I mean, Witcher four, like it's gotta be right. Focus on Siri. I, I highly doubt that
0: they would launch a new IP. In such
1: short order, my guess would be it's either Witcher Four or a remake of Witcher One, That's which, which they were working on for a while and put on That's hold. That's actually long a really ago. good point. Because Witcher One, for all of, uh, that I love it, is kind of unplayable. Oh no, it now. needs
0: it. And I mean, <laughs> it Witcher One uses
1: a heavily modified version of the Neverwinter Nights One engine. Yeah, I mean that thing w- was creaky when it launched, and um, they were working on. A, uh, a 360 version of a remake of it uh, before Witcher 2 called I think uh, Legend of the White Wolf or something like that and they put it on indefinite hold and fo- but the thing is like Witcher 2 and 3 play utterly differently from Witcher oh, yeah. 1 so redoing Witcher 1 into something that like a modern audience could play and like you could play everything in kind of one console I feel would be a pretty wise move.
0: Yeah I never even thought and, about and it. And then that, that gives be... you the
1: opportunity to kind of package them all up in like a Witcher trilogy thing. Right. And, like, It makes one, you know, the other two are already on the the hardware that can, you know, be moved forward and upgraded and, you know, Witcher 2 you can already play backwards compatible on uh, Xbox One and, like, if you put a Witcher, a Witcher 1 remake in there, you can bundle that stuff all through the next generation. Oh, yeah. You know? For the next, like, like 10 it's, years. It's just income for, forever.
0: <laughs> it's easy money.
1: So Once my, you get that the assets be, up
0: to that level... So that would be usually. my
1: guess. I would probably say that was probably a little more likely than I I a Se- Witcher sequel would be, because yeah. I feel like they'd be saving that for the next-gen tech. Makes tons of sense. But a Witcher 1 remake? like and They make a lot of money off of it, too. Take, take my money now, absolutely. Because Under, it also
0: solves the problem of how does a studio the size of CD Projekt Red Work on two mm-hmm. games to be released within, as presumably a year or so within each. other.
1: Well, one one answer to that is apparently they work their people like slaves. Yeah, which we've like. heard stories about. Um, but also, like, yeah, if you've already got the game basically made and you're just sort of redoing it, like that's know, under the, sort of the, template, the under the and... template of you know make it make Witcher one, but in the Witcher three engine. Like, yep,
0: because you have all the design done, you have all the voice work done, um, you just have to. Redo all the textures mm-hmm. and some
1: of the... Well, you'd, have to, the redo modeling. you'd have to redo yeah. it from scratch, period. Yeah. Uh, you can't port any assets from the Aurora engine into yeah. a modern <laughs> engine. Like, that's not going to work. <laughs> but you know what you're making, and you know what it is. You just have to do it. Yeah. You have to re- rebuild it in the Witcher 3 engine. Because a lot of time engine. is
0: wasted. Oh, yeah. With hand-wringing yeah. over the details. And, and we'll, we'll get the, a little anecdote about that in a minute with another game we're going to talk about today. But... But yeah, the, a so. lot of time is burnt during those design stages where they're trying to figure out exactly what the game is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I Especially, think, I mean, The Witcher... I think you may be seeing that right now with the Final Fantasy VII Remake. I think yes. That's... Right where it is right now, it's kind of Which, stuck. I mean, in. They have
1: reinvented the the game every time with The Witcher. Like yeah. The Witcher Two does not play like Witcher One. Witcher Three plays very differently from Witcher Two. No, you're right. So uh, that is definitely have been, would have been a factor with that series, but maybe not for. Although again, you got to translate everything that happens in Witcher One into how Witcher Three plays. Uh, which is, uh, diff- but it's not not as labor-intensive as building it from scratch, obviously. Yeah. I mean, it took them like nine years to make the first one.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I'm starting to wonder how long it's going to take for Cyberpunk to get
1: done at this yeah, point. Yeah, well, I mean, that clearly I think Cyberpunk can go in the announced-a-bit-too-early category uh, right now, because it's, when how long have we done about that, like 2011? Yeah, I think that's when it was announced. Yeah, we're, we might be going, we're getting close to ten years before that thing comes out. Yeah,
0: uh, I'm assuming it's a very ambitious game. Um, again, CD Projekt Red
1: isn't huge. They're pretty big now,
0: though. Now, I mean, after Witcher 3, obviously, they can hire out a
1: little more. Have th- did they launch another studio? They have two, I thought I, I don't remember that they, they did. I don't, they have satellite studios. I don't know if That's they're full fledged, But they do have, like, two teams. They, yeah, they, they, yeah. they are bigger. Because, I mean, they are, they are one of Poland's pride and joy. Like, that company is, is a matter of national pride. Well, you think about Poland and, it and should be. game development. Is there any other brand that comes to mind? Not on that level. Um, and of course, I mean, The Witcher is was a brand already, I mean, right. The Witcher was like Harry Potter big in Poland, yeah, yeah. Uh, modern, fairly unknown outside of Eastern Europe before the, Until the games, now. although not if you ask the author of the books, who thinks that the books are what made the games sell millions of copies, right, right. and it's like, bro, I've read the books, I bought them all, they're pretty good, but I never would have known they existed without this game. Well, like, he no he
0: lives in Poland, I'm assuming. Yeah. He, it's probably I'm, hard I for is, him to see. I assume
1: he's left Poland. periodically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And he knows where the sales of his books are coming from. He's just upset because he didn't get in on the on the, the profit sharing.
0: Right. He his He agent, sold the
1: he sold the license to CD Projekt Red for like five grand or something and didn't get his a agent cut screwed. It. Him yeah, over. it was a, not a not a good move. Yeah, that happens sometimes. Yep. of course, at the same time, who could have possibly predicted? that that would catch fire. Right. In the way, I mean, and it was a
0: slow burn. But you always take... Like, the, the first burn. Witcher
1: did okay. Yeah. Second Witcher did a little well, better. I, re- I remember getting a demo of The Witcher 1 in the in the Bioware booth next to the Neverwinter Night stations yeah. in, like, 2003 right. or something at E3. I mean, it was like it was like a table in a corner in the back of the Bioware booth, and this, like, Polish guy was like, you want to, you want to see our thing? You yeah. I was like... <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'll see it. it sounds Because I mean, someone had... I'd heard the name The Witcher. I'm like, what the hell is that? Like, that yeah. is the weirdest word I've heard this week at E3, and that's a sans. Something. Yeah. So I want to see it. I thought it was pretty cool. So I waited. They've done a really
0: good job of kind of building up their capabilities game yeah. by game.
1: Well, also, like, it's a great property. It's a great idea. Geralt's a great character. The whole idea of a Witcher is a cool thing. It's like a Ghostbuster yeah. crossed with Batman. Like, you can't go ba- wrong with that. It's cool. So now that we're getting this news from Cyberpunk and a couple other things we're talking about later, where are you putting the next gen console launch at now? Um. I mean, I'm not going to judge anything by when CD Projekt Red thinks you're going to have something ready because you'll, you'll be here <laughs> That's all a good day. Point. Um, Maybe we should have this topic at the end after we talk about the other
0: stuff. Yeah,
1: but it's like, I don't mean... 2019, end of 2019 looks like a more and more of a possibility now. I it still really think, I still think at least one of them will kind of slip into the early 2020 at, at, at most. I don't think they're going to launch... I don't think both Sony and Microsoft are going to launch the same time. I don't think you're going to get a... PlayStation 3 Wii scenario here. Yeah,
0: I mean, that rarely happens.
1: I would guess PlayStation 5 goes first, Xbox whatever goes a year later.
0: Yeah, because, I think purely because of Xbox One X. Yeah,
1: One X is too close at that point. Yeah. Um, Unless One X just tanks beyond all recognition and Microsoft doesn't think it's worth waiting for and just turns Xbox One X into the Xbox One...
0: Whatever, <laughs> like, or yeah, or, or, <laughs> or not, whatever just like, you know,
1: they launch their new thing, and the Xbox One X just becomes the Xbox One. Right. You know? Oh, got you, guy. Like the S did. Right. For the, right. You know, the vanilla model went away, and the S yeah, is yeah. now the Xbox One. And then the Xbox One X S would go away, and the X would just be the only thing you could buy if you want an Xbox. Want to play last gen Microsoft right. stuff? Yeah. But then, you, or if you want to do that, you can just buy the new one and play it there, because I guarantee everything's going to just backwards compatible forward. From
0: here on, yeah, it's really starting to seem like to me. The hardware PlayStation Five is just, next yeah. holiday season, Xbox Two or whatever it's called, four, five, six months later, maybe yeah. around E3 ish. I next don't think. They, I don't think they'll launch it
1: then. It'll be. It'll be. They wait. The record for that is so good, though, Matt. Don't yeah. you remember the Saturn? Well, yes, thought No one's ever gonna try that again. I mean, I mean, yeah, part of that was because it was it was a surprise, and right. I'm telling you, there was no marketing. Surprise! Surprise! There's a system and there's a $500 game system yeah. in stores, and there's nothing to plan on except Bug and Clockwork night. Go play. Go get it. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, no. And here's not...
0: this other system that was just shown at E3 that's Less than half the price, and the games looked better. No, it wasn't less than half the price. Was, I thought it was... a 100 bucks less. I
1: thought it was $299, no, it was PlayStation 1. Yeah, and, and uh, Saturn was 399 Right, right. That was the whole thing, was they announced it, and then the Sony guy just got up and leaned into the mic. Well, because that was when the press conferences was everybody in the same room. Right. Just each company would get up that? and make their presentation <laughs> in front of a podium. Uh, and uh, the Sony guy just got up, leaned into the mic, and said... Two hundred ninety-nine, ninety-nine, and every just went. it was like that was the end of it. Sega, that was the end of it. Sega was over. It was over. Yeah. It took him like four, five more years to figure it out, but Sega was over yeah. at, at that moment. It really was. That was the beginning of the end for. And Sega I say that as a giant Sega fan through my whole life, but as soon as that that was reported, I was like, oh, that's the end of this. <laughs> Like there's no way they gave it a good old college try with yeah. the Dreamcast. That and you, well, that and you could see the PlayStation One stuff, like the 3D stuff, was just markedly superior. Yeah, no way and around it was it. so bad at and that. But yeah, but like but that's compared so to the Saturn, 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 yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, that's oh. Some rough The Tomb stuff. Raider comparisons. That if, if there was anything, yeah, sure, like really was the nail in the coffin. That. Like the Saturn version of Tomb Raider was garbage. It was, yeah. So um, so that th- was the one I had. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I
0: think we're in agreement. Like. PlayStation 5 late next year, Xbox 2 to follow who knows
1: when. I, I mean,
0: that, that's I, sure... I it hard to believe that Microsoft will wait a whole year after the launch of PlayStation 5 to launch, I think launch, they will, though. because
1: there's no other good place to do it unless they want to do it, like, like Switch-style in March.
0: Then those, then it's those, what you're just
1: talking about, those comparisons are so unfavorable. Even yeah, with well, well, also, One like, X. okay, so, like, you want, you want to launch in March, you're already kind of drawing the early year comparison stuff to the Saturn. Um, it did the, work from, for from the, the Switch. Well, yeah, but the Switch had Zelda. yeah. Does Microsoft had anything as good as that in 10 years? Well, here's the thing,
0: though. So, Microsoft, a few months ago, said, okay, we get it. I don't know why it took them so long to figure it out. But Microsoft said, we get it. We need more first-party stuff. We're bolstering that now. Mm-hmm.
1: You figure... And prep for whatever. They really yeah.
0: started that then. By 2020, mid-2020, the, some of those games should be ready.
1: Yeah. Maybe Sea of Thieves will be ready by then. <laughs> That's good. a preview.
0: Good one. What we call it a preview.
1: <laughs> or a segue... Well, no, because we not quite, yeah. yeah. A little bit. It would a, have been nice. A little early, was, yeah. yeah.
0: I, I did a terrible job stacking this show, apparently. <laughs> this is what I'm coming to the uh, realization of at this point. Uh, let's move on. We're going to talk next about GDC 2018. Happened all last week in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not go. I haven't gone for several years now. AKA,
1: my Twitter feed gets full of people
0: I know drinking together. Pretty much. That's what <laughs> so, it is. Yeah, yeah. That's my... And my Facebook feed. It's yeah. just... All my friends that I know in the industry getting hammered at Buddha Bar. Yep. That's pretty
1: much what it uh, is. You, there's, there's a period like the first couple of nights where you just see people t- just tweeting in Facebook. It's just Buddha Bar. Like, that's it. It's all in you caps. You just have to it's say one like,
0: word and that's where everybody just yeah. goes. Yeah. Um, I do miss it. Like, I seeing all those posts. I'm like, oh, I wish I was there. Yeah, I, GDC
1: has never had like the most exciting like game stuff coverage okay, wise. But, coverage-wise, but it's I've definitely had the worthless. most, the best social times I think at GDC because yeah. everyone's a little more laid back. No one has to work hard. No, there's just,
0: nothing to report on. You're
1: just there to go like see presentations, and sometimes you're there to give presentations. But yeah, you're, it's just in front of peers and not customers, so it feels a little different. Feels a little less like people are gonna like freak out at you.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you were on Sifted last week, you probably would have had no idea that GDC was going
1: on. It's a low-key event unless you're actually making video games. Yeah,
0: it is really all for the
1: developers. And it it's a chance for the developers to get together yeah. and kind of put their heads together and yeah, talk was, about the stuff that they're working on. It was the first, like, kind of big gathering event of the industry that I think early on in uh, x history we decided to stop Yeah, because... Nothing, squeezing a show out of it became just unfeasible.
0: Yeah, I mean we stopped going. I would actually take vacation time at GT to mm-hmm. go to GDC. Not because I knew that nothing we there. tried to go for the first few years and we did go cuz we had a huge budget when we first launched game trailers and we basically needed to spend the yeah. budget. So we go to GDC, well, come back with like nothing
1: really. Right. Well, I remember the in 2005 uh they I got sent to do the GDC show with Morgan and Adam. And so I'm like, well, I got, we're, we're we're experimenting with narrative in the show at that point. I'm like, well, I'm going to do a throughline where Morgan and Adam don't want to go to G C. <laughs> so the whole show is about how they don't want to be there, and like the last act, they just go, they go to the fisherman's wharf and have fish and fish and chips. Yeah. <laughs> and. Um, There was a time, As I understand it, uh, the organizers of GDC... ESA was not thrilled by (laughs) by that episode. But that's the last GDC thing I think we did until 2008. 2008, we were... uh, That was when we were daily live. So we did a week of live coverage of GDC. Wow. Which, um... (laughs) I don't know how you pulled that off. We pulled it off. It was just wall-to-wall interviews. Uh, Like, we just had everybody who would come and and talk to us. We did it. And, like... It was all right. Yeah. Like that's the thing about well, GDC. GDC and I Dice are Nintendo good. Nintendo would do press conferences right. there. Like they They swear it had the... nothing to do with GDC, but they were just going to be there.
0: Didn't want the to show it I the DS for the first time at GDC. That sounds right. I think yeah. it was. They've yeah. always
1: done that, where they kind of. I thought like... they
0: showed the Wii for the first time at GDC as well. No,
1: they did that. That was a separate event at the same time as TGS. Oh, okay. Because um, I was there for that. I remember that. And. But that stuff doesn't happen anymore. No. No, there's, it's it's much more about kind of just like programming tips, tips and ter- tricks, and kind of techniques and new tech, and like there's nothing, no gameplays game of the show from the tech. But I will say, if you are you know interested in in getting into game development, that's where you go.
0: Well, someone I, I mentioned this before, but somebody on Sifted is working on an indie game they reached out to me, and they're like, what should I do? Where should I go? Mm-hmm. And I said, go to GDC. Yeah. And I mean, you'll they see, went,
1: which is yeah, awesome. Yeah, well, I mean, you'll see, like, like, groups of people with, like, you know, there's lines to for various, you know, the various developers and companies will set up booths to, like, look at your portfolio if you're a visual artist. Yeah, Or, yeah, or look at your, your you know, I, I've seen people get in, and, and, you know, if you're an indie game person and you've made a little game... Like, you know, Devolver Digital, those guys will look at your game. Like, they will, they'll they'll yeah. try it, they'll play it. Like, I've seen the president of Devolver Digital sit down and play someone's game on a thumb drive yeah. and and give feedback. That's how like, Devolver, that's finds how it happens. Games. Well, yeah. <laughs> but it's also like that's, you know, that kind of feedback is something you that's don't get. But, you know, Absolutely. It's valuable. It's how really useful. It? Email
0: yeah. them, you're going to get a response. It's a lot harder for someone to walk away from you face yeah. to face than it is to just ignore an email. That
1: is the most notable, I think, change of GDC since when I started going, like the early two thousands, when I first got into the industry. Is like it's much, you know, the industry is bigger. There's a pipeline they recognize now for getting, for being educated in school to then join this industry, and so there's more of a, a, a there's more of a door there now, and an acknowledgement that there needs to be a way for these students to kind of like see what this is and get it get it and do some networking and talk to some people and yep. I, I i know a few people who got you know both real lucky but also like you know you know were recognized for what, who they were and what they what they'd accomplished and and it all started at gdc for them yep. so it can happen that's a, it's a good it's a good resource to have in your back pocket yep so there were a few things a few
0: themes that popped up during the week um the first one was ray tracing. Yes.
1: <laughs> what? Ray tracing, man, about frickin' time. Uh <laughs> yeah. I remember the first time I ever heard about ray tracing was in some of the preview content for Desert Strike, for the Genesis, <laughs> where they talked about how the Apache helicopter in that game was the, the model they used was ray traced. Yeah and how soon, soon, that's how all game graphics would be That was, what, 1992? Yeah.
0: Well, I I mean, probably the most recent um, surfacing of the phrase was the GameCube. Back when the GameCube was in development, they were kind of touting the tech behind it. Mm. Ray tracing was one of the catchphrases for the GameCube. And one of the few games that actually ended up using it, besides Metroid Prime, Metroid Prime used it, but also Eternal Darkness used it. Um,
1: What did Eternal Darkness use it for?
0: Oh, the fog or... No, it's one of the... Some of the environments.
1: Some mm. of the lighting in the environments. Um, yeah, the volumetric fog was also a thing. In, uh, that was I, a big thing, yeah, right, for cause... a while there. I specifically remember playing a demo of that in Dyack, Dennis Dyack pointing out the fog at the, yeah, yeah. In, the, in the tomb at the beginning where you walk through it and your, your feet make it move. Make like it that move. was a big deal. Yeah, it was a big deal. It still kind of is a big deal, actually. It looks, still, there's parts of that game that still look pretty good. Yep. So just for the. Like all, like all GameCube games, really. Yeah.
0: Just for the sake of education. Somebody actually pushed back on us about that it's on uh, YouTube when we all mentioned right. that we thought the GameCube, the best GameCube games looked better than the best Xbox One games. Uh, there was someone on YouTube who was not a fan of that deduction
1: at all. Well, <laughs> I would still say, I would put Rogue Leader and, and Metroid Prime over just about anything on the Xbox One. Agreed. Xbox, Agreed. original Xbox. See, why? Why'd you have to call it the Xbox yeah, One? Yeah, I know. never going to get used to that. So
0: here's what ray tracing means. Uh, it's a rendering technique for generating an image by tracing the path of light as pixels in an image plane and simulating the effects of its encounters with virtual objects. The technique is capable of producing a very high degree of visual realism, usually higher than that of typical scanline rendering methods, but at a greater computational cost. Mm-hmm. And I think that is what's really held right. it back. And, so the,
1: and the, the the holy grail on this has been doing it in real time. Right. Yeah, you can been, do it stuff on
0: like, workstations like, and things like that. Right. Like yeah. That's how like Desert Strike,
1: the, the helicopter was ray traced in the sense that they did the ray tracing on the model and then that static model was what they used to move around as an animation object in the game. Yeah. Um, they were not actually ray tracing anything in the Genesis itself. Right. Uh, so the the holy grail on this for 25 years or so has been something that can do it in real time and still have room enough to run a game. To do everything else.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, NVIDIA, Epic, several developers have talked mm-hmm. about ray tracing at GDC, and they all hinted that this is going to be possible... On generation on 9
1: hardware. consoles. Yeah. Do you the, believe it? I, I believe it, but I also believe that this is why the next generation will also not run at 60 frames per second. Yeah. Like I'm everyone, okay with that? People, well, yeah, but people <laughs> go on and on about, oh, the next generation has to be full HD and, and 60 frames It's never going to be. 30 frames a second is what people are going to target. And they're, they're always going to push they, 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 to make
0: the games look as good as possible. They want possible. It to look good because yeah. that's what sells. It really does. No Frame rates don't really sell games, no.
1: sadly. And, Even um, though in some genres, I feel like they're pretty important, but obviously my favorite ray tracing demo was the Star Wars one. Yeah, it looks gorgeous, um, man! Holy cow! Which had more character development for Captain Phasma than both movies so far. <laughs> so, I'm surprised they got the license to do that. Uh, who did it? Was that Epic? Yeah. Yeah. No, that was Lucasfilm. Lucasfilm Lu- did that.
0: Oh, was it? Yeah, that was Lucasfilm. Is that an Film's ILM thing?
1: Uh no, it's Lucasfilm's like internal research thing. Oh okay. They, I, I, I think they are, ILM, they are connected ILM, but they're. I think they used Epic's tech, but that was Lu- That was a Lucasfilm. Gotcha, thing. gotcha. It's gotcha. like it's like similar to how they made that free trials on Tatooine thing oh, for VR. Right. It's right. that same. It's the same group. That did I that. mean,
0: really, it's all coming from NVIDIA. That's what this is all right. coming from because because NVIDIA's new cards. There's what's the? It's not Topaz. Yeah, that, that
1: here's here's uh, your Deus X Three preview.
0: Yeah. But there's some kind of a new tech that Nvidia is going to start putting in its cards, mm-hmm. and it's going to—it's going have... to go
1: straight to Bitcoin miners. <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
0: it's going to have the tech that can do ray tracing on the cards, but also have the older GPU tech as well. Like a
1: separate thing, yeah. So it's not stealing power, from right? The... Yeah. So that makes sense.
0: And now and NVIDIA is saying that, that that's going to be the cards that are going to go into the next gen consoles. Yeah, I
1: mean, this is sort of like, this is where like, HDR is kind of your baby step, like kind of your stopgap right. half measure for. Yeah. You know, this is going to make stuff look way better without having to up the polygons, up the texture resolution. You know, you're, you're, you know the, the diminishing returns thing is hitting the point where, like, basically you need to do some new hardware tricks to make things look better because we've kind of got hit the point where, like, pushing more polygons isn't going to help. You know, like, you're already kind of at that level of fidelity. Now you gotta, now you got to get the details right. Now you have to get the light through human skin ears yeah. right. Now you got, you know, it's that There kind are of very
0: thing. few games that I look at, in, at least big budget games, in 2018, where I say that needs more polygons. Mm-hmm. Um, some games that have a lot of environmental detail, like sometimes you'll look at, like, a glass or a cup, right. and you can still see kind of the stair step on the edge. Even in Madden, you can still see on the helmets... After all this time, you can still see those little stair steps on the yeah. profile well, of the helmet. And
1: it, some of that comes down to publisher and developer. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. Like EA knows no one's going to refuse to buy Madden because the helmets have an, have aliasing on them. Right. Um, but I bet you won't see any jagged lines on any of the glasses in Detroit become human. Right. Yeah. You know, it's 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 priority. It's a priority thing. Yeah. Know?
0: It's it's what you need. Some in some cases you're mandated to spend. Your polygonal budget on certain mm-hmm. things, um, and again, a lot of it depends. Like I like I said, usually I see it in games where you go into a room and there's like eight thousand things in that room that you can pick up and interact with. Right and there you're kind of blowing your budget on quantity
1: instead like of quality. Or like the, there's some jaggies you'll see on like kind of the railings on stairways in Yakuza 6, but that whiskey glass. Right. No, <laughs> seriously though. No, you're right. The liquid in, yeah. in
0: Yakuza 6 is the best liquid I've ever the seen The ice in video cubes, yeah. let me tell you. <laughs>
1: yeah. Melting in real time, Metal Gear Solid 2 style.
0: Yeah. Um, I was impressed with these tech demos, and we do get tech demos every time at GDC. That is mm. one of the things I look forward to from, uh, from the show, yeah. is Here's these guys just really showing like what we're going to be doing yeah, next. You
1: were behind, if you got into the closed-door demos at Epic, uh, you were seeing Gears of War material like three years before Gears oh, of War was even announced. Like, yep. And they wouldn't admit it. They'd be like, oh, it's just monsters we made. You know, but yeah. it's clearly what, yeah, yeah. It's whatever they were working on Sometimes
0: next. hindsight will point in that direction yeah. as well. Um, and then sometimes you get some, cool stuff. some BS. I mean, there's been some tech demos where they're like, this is what's going to be coming next year and it never does show up.
1: I I mean, one of the the first GDC I ever went to, the last thing I saw was Peter Molyneux's presentation where he announced Fable. Oh, yeah. So, yes, there is sometimes some (laughs) BS.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, Let's see, what else was big at GDC? Uh, Nintendo um, showed a ton of indie stuff Mm -hmm. for Switch. Uh, Switch is quickly becoming like the platform for indie
1: stuff. Um everything uh, another, getting... another phrase you could use is dumping ground. Yeah, uh, cuz so much of it is old. No, you're right. Um I was mo- the thing I was most interested in I think was the fact that Shadow or uh, uh Shadow of the Ninja, is it? Mark the of the Ninja. Mark of the Ninja. Which used to be, I think, Xbox only. It was an exclusive Xbox game, yep. Now you, now it's on the Switch, so I guess yep. that they... they that, They're remastering that, it as that well. Agree- yeah, that's good. I mean, it needs it. Yeah. Um, but the the agreement, I guess that, that is over, which is good, because that game is awesome and more people should play it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, there are Pillars of Eternity 1, 2, and 3. The whole trilogy's coming. That's a good good get. Yeah. Um, three or four indie games announced as exclusives for Switch. They wouldn't say how long they were going to remain exclusives, but at least timed exclusives on three or four of the different games that were announced. So Nintendo's starting to invest some money with indies to get the stuff first, at least for a period of time that we, mm-hmm. we don't know what it may be. I mean, it's,
1: it's at least, like, Nintendo seems to be, I think, I think it's safe to say that Nintendo is acknowledging the importance of indies in their schedule. Because if they don't have these, it's just the same thing they've done for two consoles, where there's nothing for well, I think it's,
0: it's pretty... This is one of the exclusive games for Switch, at least at first. This is called Garage. Um, but it's pretty easy to figure out that it's much cheaper and easier to throw two hundred grand at an indie developer for three months of exclusivity than working with platinum or Sega to create Bayonetta three
1: where Uh, you're spending hundreds of millions. Also like this kind of game seems a little more fitting for kind of a handheld How about this game? This pool game it's like billiard thing, yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's crazy. I mean it
1: looks like something you'd see at like an indie demo at PAX. It does. Yeah. Um, Maybe it was. I don't know. (laughs) It's the most interesting pool game I've ever seen.
0: I'll yeah. say that much, which isn't saying much in all honesty. Yeah, but the str- I
1: mean, the strength of a lot of the indie stuff is you can you know, these concepts get made that like would never have passed a boardroom a EA. Yeah. And you know, it 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 might as well be somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. You
0: know? but-, but Nintendo showed like over a dozen new indie games for Switch just like that, and it just showed a ton of new indie games for Switch not that long ago. And these were all new
1: ones. Yeah. They Well, if you nice. don't, I mean, they don't have the bandwidth to make you know their top tier Nintendo stuff, you know, quarter by quarter by quarter. Yeah. So I luminous
0: mean, remastered.
1: Yeah. So by doing this, I think they, you know, they they found a way to plug that schedule problem they've had for three generations. Yeah. Uh, and it's a good solution, especially yeah. if they can move it forward as going forward. It looks like this kind of you know their their video here uh, seems to imply that they're going to start trying to kind of make the Switch a more tempting place for indies to go, uh, if not exclusively first, at least there on the same day one as everything else. And that's the most important thing right now, because right now you're kind of looking at a bunch of stuff you've had for two years on PC or, or PS4 or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but if you can get day and date with all the other platforms, I think you've got a, a larger audience there.
0: Well, the funny thing about it is a Nintendo strategy is very similar to the strategy that I had with Sifted, which was, hey, we're this startup, we're just starting out, we're not going to have a ton of money to create original content, at least not enough to fill the channels every day. Well, Nintendo so, has
1: that money. They just don't want to spend d- it. Well,
0: I did not have the money. do not <laughs> have the money. So it was a great way for me to make sure that this, the website was relevant every day was to create this this aggregator content curation service. Um, and and a, you know, for us personally, a lot of it was just, why would we report the same thing that everybody else is reporting when mm-hmm. there's 20 of those stories out there already? Why are we going to report it too? So... But uh, Nintendo's strategy of just making sure that there is always content for Switch is working. Whether you like the content, or you don't like the content, wow. or you like indie games, or you don't like indie games. Didn't or work
1: you... too well in February, but... Yeah.
0: yeah it was a bit I big. said it's
1: going to slow down. Is it did.
0: Is... It was. It came in third in February, mm-hmm. the Switch. The first time it wasn't first since it launched.
1: Yep following mario and zelda is a tough act It's a tough act to follow yeah i mean i would say that it'll pick think, up it'll pick up later in the year when smash yeah. is around and, and i think the pokemon game looks more and more real as yeah. we move forward
0: well i think what you're seeing is that the staying power of zelda was far more powerful than the staying power of mario yes zelda sold consoles from march to november mario sold consoles from november to january big well, difference
1: there. I, th- I think the argument can be made that, Mar- that Zelda was a much a newer and different thing.
0: Yeah. In well, a way, like in a way that Mario was 180 wasn't. Game of the Year awards or something ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's going to get people in, onto your and plus a lot of not people would and look, if Mario had come first a lot of people would have bought it for Mario and then maybe Zelda wouldn't have done as well. I knows? think Zelda
1: would. I mean, Zelda Zelda was a revolution in that series. Yeah. Uh, for, you know, whether you like it or not. Um, Mario was another Mario game. Yeah. Uh, it, it was another Mario game in the form that I would prefer as opposed to sort of the Super Mario World or New Super Mario Brothers mold. Uh, I think that's the other thing is like Zelda has a little more cachet both in, in the sense that like Zelda doesn't come around all all the time. Yeah. You know, Mario's a much more constant presence in the release schedule.
0: Yeah, because he has all his little sports spinoffs sports and, things, and he has the 2D games. And, and, the 2D games, you've got yeah. the
1: the. I'm you know, surprised Nintendo World. hasn't
0: started doing more. I mean, they do have kind of the handheld Zeldas. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm
1: surprised that they haven't gone back to
0: kind of that 2D thing with Zelda as much as they've gone back to that well with Mario.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I think Zelda just doesn't sell like Mario does, so there's no reason to kind of keep feeding that beast. Maybe. And Zelda's, you know, I think they also recognize that Zelda has kind of become an event. Yeah. You know, and like you, you want to flood the market with it, it's not going to be special anymore. Yeah. And Mario can sustain that. I don't know if Zelda can sustain that. Zelda is more of a special, a special event to me. Um, I do feel like we're gonna get the next one sooner because I think they're gonna major as mask it. They the well, they got the
0: engine now. Oh, got the engine, they
1: just build a new map yeah. and again go wild. Like that'd be great. Hopefully, they
0: really build some dungeons this time.
1: But That'll yes, real dungeons would be like I said. You put some actual dungeons in Breath of the Wild. You got a pretty good Zelda game. You yet. have a really <laughs> good Zelda game. Right now, they got a good Zelda overworld. Yeah. Great, he's got to put some dungeons in it. Yep, exactly. Uh, so. And then it would deserve the scores that it's yeah, getting. Yeah, then it. it would be maybe the best game in the series yeah. for me. Like, maybe one of the best games
0: ever. Yeah, I th- people think that already, but I think they're not realizing what are they going to
1: do when they put real dungeons in that game? Yeah, what are they going to give it a fifteen out of ten? Yeah, well, it's your it's your thing about like, where if there's no story, you give it a zero. Yeah, because otherwise, what do you what do you do when there is yeah. one? I mean, how there's do some, you, how there's do you something, say that this game's better. There's something to be said for judging a game by what it's attempting to do and not attempting to do, but um, it's not a att- it, Zelda Breath of the Wild did not attempt to tell a story. It didn't, and, didn't in any real meaningful sense and did not attempt to give me any dungeons, which yep. is what I'm here for. Yep. Um so if they can if they can make that more standard Zelda experience and sort of merge it with this new thing they've made uh, I think you're looking at an all- timer, oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, the other
0: big story from GDC was developers unionizing. Mm-hmm. So there were kind of protests and walk-ins, I guess is the way you <laughs> put it in GDC <laughs> yeah. where people who supported unionizing among developers walked into panels in mass mm-hmm. and kind of made a scene and uh... well, how do you feel about that, Matt? Do you think
1: developers unionizing would ultimately be to the good or to the bad? Uh, be the good because they're horribly mistreated Uh, the problem is there's always going to be somebody willing to work for nothing in that field like that's that's always been kind of the obstacle to the union idea is like well if you don't like it then go away we'll get four four dumb 20 year olds to do it for for less than we pay you yeah and no one will notice the difference or
0: not even just 20 year olds they'll start going to other countries to find people who can do it for a lot a lot less Mm -hmm. Um, the other thing too is, have you ever worked in a union environment before? Um, no. So while I was when I was in college, uh, we had something horrible happen. I assume the guy from Pennsylvania has a story about this. I yeah. do have a story about working at a union house. So when I was in college, uh, I was living with two of my friends, and two of us went out for the night, and my our third friend was going out on a date, and uh, he walked to the we we all left together. He was going across the street to go to the ATM machine. Me and my other buddy, we drove to downtown Philadelphia to meet up at this house party or whatever. Um, We come back. The cops are waiting. And apparently when he had gone over to the ATM machine, he was mugged and he was killed. And uh, so I took like a year off of school. I went, moved back home because I just couldn't deal with it. Like it happened like the week before finals. And I could not take finals. And my school basically failed me in all my courses for that semester. And I was just kind of like, F you. Like, I'm like, I don't want to give you my money anymore. I just, I laughed. Yeah, so it
1: seems like there should have been a little more give yeah, and take on It, that it was one. awful.
0: Then the, basically what happened was they said that because it didn't occur on campus, and our apartment was literally catty-cornered across the street from campus. It happened 50 feet off of campus. And they said, if it had happened on campus, we would have taken care of you. But since you live off campus... We don't have any special rules for you. So go take your finals or you end up with the scores that you... And so, yeah. So anyway, as a bit of protest, it was probably stupid ultimately on my part because I ended up going back to finish. I left for a year. And so I went back and lived with my my mom's house for... I don't even think it was even a year because after I worked this job for like six months, I was like, I'm going back to college. And... uh so I worked at a factory that was a union place, but I was a temp worker, so I wasn't actually a part of the union. I would have to have signed on full time and paid my union dues and all that crap. And so I go in here into this factory and I'm working, it's an automobile carpet manufacturing company. It was a company called Masland. And they made car- carpet for like every car. Like it was just gigantic. It was like the size of like six city blocks. And that whole building was a union building. And so I go in there and I just, I am who I am. I work. I'd rather work my butt off and have the time fly by than stand around and do nothing and be like, oh God, when am, when am I getting off work? So I went in there and I just worked really hard. Well, after like a week of that, I started having the union guys come up to me and being like, yo, like, you need to slow down. I'm like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, what well, were you doing? I was, like, well, what I a so,
1: <laughs> it was your okay. job
0: My job was, I ran this thing called a Creel. And this is insane. It was this machine that's about the size of, like, two buses. And it was basically this network of frames that held hundreds of spools of yarn. And then every one of those spools was threaded through, like, all these eyes, kind of like a, like fishing pole eyes, mm-hmm. to this thing at the front that wrapped it in these huge spools of yarn that were, like, 10 feet wide. And by the time they were done, they were, like, this big around. And all I did was, like, I get to work, they'd be like, okay, you're making green 581. And I go get all the yarn for it, load up the machine, and then I just make these spools of yarn that they would then send to this other machine that actually made the carpet, tufted the carpet with it. Anyway. And you were somehow doing that too fast. I was doing that too fast. Because what happens is they worked around the clock. And they took records. So the guy who worked before me, he was in the union. And he would finish, and they'd be like, oh, he got X number of yards done in eight hours. I'd come in and work the next shift, and I'd do like double what he was doing.
1: So, what was the, what's the X, like, that was how fast you could get the things and load them Set on them the all machine? Set them
0: all up. Yeah. Set them all up, and then get them all, all the lines running through the eyelets into the big thing that wrapped it all, and then would wrap and it up, you would hit start, roll it off. And... Yeah. And, uh, so I would, you were literally
1: threading things too fast for them.
0: I was doing double what the guy before me was. And so if the first inkling I got was I came to work and the guy's like, yo, like I saw your logs from yesterday. And I thought he was going to say, you're doing good a job. great job. Because yeah. he trained me. And so I thought he was going to like congratulate me and be like, man, like I did a really good job and you're doing a great job. No, no. He was like, yo, like... Uh, you would really put out a lot of yarn yesterday. And I was like, yeah, I'm like the machine never broke down and I just rolled the whole shift or whatever. He's like, no, no, no. He's like, you need to take it easy. Like, you need to... take. You- are you taking breaks? Because, you know, you're mandated to take two 30-minute breaks a day. You can't just sit here and run them. Me- like, it became this weird thing where I was this outside guy and the union people were always coming to me saying, you're working too hard. Mm. The other problem that you have with unions is the employees are almost protected too much. So... A boss comes to someone and says, I'm not happy with your work. The union worker immediately be like, I'm filing a grievance. You can't talk to me like that. It it creates this very weird environment, particularly if you have like contract workers who are coming in working with the union people because this could very well happen where all their full-time employees are union and then they're also hiring freelance contract employees who come in and they come in, say Naughty Dog has a union workforce And then some contractor freelancer gets a gig at Naughty Dog, and they come in, they're like, they want to kick ass. They want to get hired full time. But what happens is then you have the union guys who are like, oh, no, 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 we have a pace that we work at here, and you're coming in, and you're messing with it, and you're making us all look bad. And it creates this very weird environment in the workplace where you're like, should I slow down? How do I slow down? Where do I go to, like, hang out so it doesn't look like I'm slacking? Like...
1: Well, currently the environment is more like a rowers on a slave ship. No, you're so right. So it's a we're not in a good place either way. Either maybe. way. But like, you know, at the very least, the threat of unionization could maybe make some of these major publishers be like, hey, shape up, or you're going to be in a real difficult situation. Because
0: what, ha- what has to happen is they have to get rid of crunch.
1: Right. You can't expect people
0: to work 80-hour weeks for months and months at a time. You just can't. Mm-hmm. It's inhumane. It's
1: not good for them. It's not good for also, your product either. At this point, I know it's not really how it works to some degree, but it's like, We know how long it takes to make a game now. Schedule it. Yeah,
0: exactly. Schedule it. Hire the people that you need. If you need to hire more people to
1: just work that 40-hour week or whatever it is, 50-hour week, just hire more. Well, as I understand, it's been explained to me, like, hiring more people doesn't really help at a certain point, especially for certain tasks in at game At first development.
0: it doesn't because it's the whole, like, you have to teach them our tools and mm-hmm. you have to get them up to speed with how we do things and our creative process and what's the chain of command if, if the creative director says this who does that go to and who disseminates that out to the team? All that stuff does take time but you have to start somewhere and if you start now Maybe that first game, the development's a little rocky, but eventually all those people that you employ
1: figure it out, and they become a part of the team. Yeah, they but then they the all process. get fired. And it starts over again, because they don't need that many people again. Yeah, well... Like that constantly happens. is The turnover after the project is done, and then they get, like, all the temporary people, and then they're back to where they were again. Like, it, Yeah. You know, it's, it's just the same thing over... And then, and they, then they get crunched again. I mean, unionization could lead to the cost of games going up, which is something that is, has not happened Very at all. time. Yeah. Like... I mean... I I think I'm a minority on this, but I'll pay a little more for a video game. It means that people making it don't have to live like no, monsters. I agree a thousand percent. Like, a thousand percent. And I think the, the quality of the
0: games will improve. Mm-hmm. Granted, there is that awkward... But look, development teams are bringing in new people all the time anyway. But it's just like you said. They have a core group of however many people mm-hmm. that are always going to be there... Always going to be pitching new ideas, coming up with new projects. And then you have these floater guys who come in during crunch or whatever to help get you over the top, finish off all the art assets. Maybe you need someone to build tables or trees or whatever. People like that can come in and build a tree. You don't need to get them up to speed or whatever. It's like, yo, here's our art style. Here's our style guide. Start making trees. And they need to be in this style, but we need... Eighty
1: different trees, or what you can bring. You see, people there was an in actual India. talk at GDC about uh, the best trees no. in games. No. Like there is this woman who, like, she like actually studies trees and how you make trees, and they and they, they there's that I can't remember the name of it. It was a program that literally generates trees for a game. Like you just make That's all it does. It just generates trees. You put in parameters. <laughs> it makes trees. You just put the trees everywhere, and like she and there's an article. I think I was I think it was on Kotaku. It was just like her opinion on like the best trees in games. And her, her she said the best trees in games recently have been Assassin's Creed Origins and um, The Witcher Three.
0: Huh, interesting, but there's and like most things in life, there's two sides of the coin.
1: There's the yeah,
0: there's no reason these people should be working these crazy hours at crunch. We need to do something about it. Mm-hmm. But then there's the other side. And look, this place that I worked the union had been there for like 20 or 30 years and so yeah maybe at first that union started out that way but what happens is over time you have union reps that become hard asses and go to these meetings and they're like well if you don't like it we're just gonna strike and then that puts the company in the position of like well we can't really miss our targets in my case it was like well what if we don't deliver all the carpet to Toyota for all its cars for this year or whatever then they just drop us and they never come back um, and it's different for every business that you work in. Obviously, that doesn't relate to games all that well. But those are just things that happen once you unionize. You mm-hmm. end up having these union reps that go in and argue with, and then you end up getting put in these weird positions where, you know, you, do you want to strike? You don't want to strike. If they do strike, then you have these people coming in that are scabs who are working when the union people are out. And then those people need work, but so they take the scab work, but then they get the scarlet letter and they can't get a job in the industry. After. There's just... There, it's not as simple as hey, let's unionize. Now we don't work crunch anymore. There's a lot more elements that will, that can come into it. Yeah, but
1: I also think that you could build a better system than what you were dealing with at the carpet manufacturing no, you're right. Company. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, especially if the, I mean, the main goal of the of the unionization talk is stop making us work eighty hours a week. Yeah. Um, which is fair. I mean, at this point, you're t- you're not talking so much about unionization, so much as creating the weekend. You know, no, right. like, are outlawing child labor, or so. Yeah. This is this is more like a revolution that happened around the time of like you know industrialization. Yeah. You know, <laughs> right. like this is more of an Assassin's Creed Syndicate thing, yeah. and um, it has to happen because these people are being uh, driven driven into early graves. Basically, no, they I mean, it's, absolutely it's, are. Yeah, it's, it ruins families. It ruins health. It ru- I mean, the you know, people's weight fluctuates like. In incredibly unhealthy ways because they have nothing else to eat, no time to do anything. Yep. Um, something's got to, something's got to give, and it's. Here's uh, the thing. Maybe the ideal situation is the
0: developers, if the publishers believe in their heart that hey, these guys are going. Publishers to Publishers don't
1: have hearts, right? <laughs> you know that. But
0: but listen, hear me <laughs> out. If they truly believe that hey, these guys are going to unionize, then maybe they start bending a
1: little bit. Right. Well, it's the ESRB thing. It's like. Right. It's like we're going to threaten for government regulation over your violent content uh, unless you do it yourself. Handle it, yeah. And Handle so I think you know, pre, you know, clearly previously in the game industry, it has never gotten so bad that you know the industry basically said, "No, screw it, Regula- regulate us, do that." So I feel like the union thing won't come to pass at least immediately because the publishers will crack. Um, but Maybe then, just but, the pressure is enough. Yeah, but then who knows? I mean, who knows? I mean, it's, you know, Skinner says the teacher will crack any moment, Purple mucky Dishwasher. Like, we don't know what's, <laughs> what's happening in, in yeah. the higher-end, uh, upper-echelon halls of EA or Ubisoft or whatever. How do you feel about the the approach
0: of the developers to kind of make GDC this flashpoint for it?
1: I mean, it seems and like kind of play- going d- It'd be a little disruptive in panels yeah but like you gotta be heard yeah. like you know you, if, if you protest quietly no one cares <laughs> that's a good point You know, like, yeah. like the point is to be heard and be loud and be seen and make people talk about it and think about it and if they hadn't done that and interrupted some panels we wouldn't be talking about it now you know it did it's job yeah.
0: I wonder, too, because... I mean, you can't...
1: The, the idea that, like, protesters shouldn't be jerks is stupid. Yeah, yeah. Because, like...
0: <laughs> how else want that's to That's how attention? you...
1: It's like, that's what protesting is.
0: I think the other problem, too, with unionizing in game development is that people generally are getting paid very, very well. Mm-hmm. So normally when you deal with a union, the people there are making like, a touch above minimum wage. They're making a laborer's wage. So, well, the it, minimum wage is $8 an hour. They're making $12 to $15 you're, an hour. I you're, think
1: you're comparing It's an apples and oranges thing? I mean, I think the more relevant comparison is, like, to say, like, uh, entertainment. Yeah. You know, like, like, Actors Sad. Guild yeah. and Writers Guild, Producers Guild. Like, that kind of thing, where, like, you don't really run into the whole, like, oh, everybody stop filming so much today. Like, you know, that's... It's more of, like, everyone gets paid what they get paid, residuals are what they are, and everyone's job is what their job is. That's the role of the guilds, basically, in in TV and and movie production. And you run into weird things where it's, like, you know, a director gets fined if he picks a cable up and moves it out of the way because that's the gapper's job or the grip's job. That's
0: what I was about to say. Like, if you want to conflate that out to other forms of entertainment... There is messed up stuff that happens with the union in entertainment. I mean, a lot of people. Especially when it gets
1: down to lifting things. Yeah. It's like, you know, because at at, at a certain point, you end up with the Teamsters and now you're back where you started, you know? Exactly. So so.
0: even in entertainment, it gets a little slippery because there's a lot of people that won't hire union people in entertainment because what Mm -hmm. comes along with that is a hassle that's just not worth it a lot of times. Like you think about E3 even, like you can't go in there and set up anything. Like if you want to run a power cable from the back of your PS4 to a TV, uh, uh, there, uh-uh. yeah, people
1: have there are people there
0: are somebody there like that's my job. I mean, it just have, have <laughs> let it, me do
1: it slowly. <laughs> seriously though, that's what I'm saying.
0: Like again, like I, I totally get it. Like where where I worked is different from the games industry, but there are certain parts of unionization that extrapolates across where you work. Makes
1: me want to pitch a sitcom to someone. Like
0: <laughs> seriously, <laughs> like, I think they've made them already. Like. There's got to be some sick. Especially the
1: episode where you find out that you're working there because you dropped out of college because you failed finals because your roommate got murdered. Yeah, and that is <laughs> on a yeah. very special episode of Shane's work. Yeah,
0: I, that's. I'd rather just not relive that at all. But uh, I think, I think just the threat of them getting serious. And you're right, them going to GDC and generally the games industry is kind of this like I don't want to make any waves like industry because mm. everyone's so happy to be
1: in it. That nobody wants to be the sore thumb that sticks out. Well, yeah. also because everybody's friends and like the friendships tend to cross the executive lines fairly often. Yeah, like it's a very informal industry. You know, like you. But very, just, polite, very, very polite, very respectful. And well, I mean, you have for your for the most part. Yeah. yeah, we're we're about to start seeing some Me Too shit happening. I think. Yeah. Uh, Do you see the one the one guy the guy who uh, what was it uh, mid boss, the guy who ran mid boss, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the yeah, guy who organized Gamer like... X and. And did read only memories and all those, like, really, like, you know, diversity driven things. I mean, oh, nowhere is safe. (laughs) Um, But I'm glad somebody said something. But you're right, um, in this
0: industry, where it is like that, where everyone's so genial to each other and everyone's just like a world where like
1: a programmer can just walk up to the president of the company and hang out at a party or whatever it's like you know it's just how it works but here's
0: the thing like you can get blackballed in this industry too though true and so for those people who went into those panels to kind of raise a ruckus that took some guts mm-hmm. and, and I will definitely commend them for that because in this industry it's smaller than you think, like way smaller. Oh yeah. Like the people who are watching this or subscribed to sit, they really have no idea just how small the industry is. Like we know like almost everybody in it. We don't know like every programmer who's developing every game, but we know all the producers of those games and we know all mm-hmm. the executives at every publisher and we know the people who are running all the small indie studios. And that's just from being around. Like it's not like you have yeah. to make a concerted
1: effort to do it. To it's much that, smaller than you think. To the point that I've been in you know, like lines and stuff for things at like E3 press conferences, where I've looked around and realized that I don't know anyone yeah. around in an eye sci, eye line, and I'm like, that's weird. Something's Feels very weird. <laughs> Where's everybody? Everybody is Where's someplace, everyone? and I yeah. need to be there. <laughs> Someone, everyone's at the Buddha bar, and I didn't get the message. That's what <laughs> exactly. happened. Exactly. Uh, but I think this
0: is a good first step. Like you're absolutely right. Something has to be done. There's no reason that these. Very skilled, very talented people should be working this hard to get projects done. The project management needs to get better, and I think this is the type of thing that can motivate publishers to make a concerted effort to do mm-hmm.
1: that. Maybe tie the unionization argument in with the loot box thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> seriously. Like the gambling regulations to have some union stuff like kind of piggybacked. I'll that'll get, that'll get the loot boxes out of games real fast.
0: Funny I don't think there was a loot box panel at... GDC.
1: I thought there was. I I would like to see that. I thought there was a panel where they all I I, I heard about that. Maybe that was DICE? I'm going to start digging. because I thought there was a panel where a bunch of of people were like, like the the panel was basically like, hey No, that was DICE. Was was that DICE? DICE.
0: But Sutra, I believe, if it has the deal still, has the exclusive on all the panels at GDC. So I'll go and I'll start kind of parsing their site and see if they have anything up from it. Because I would Mm -hmm. love to watch that. It would be fascinating to see these developers try to defend some of these policies. That yeah, they're... it's very
1: interesting when you talk to people who, like, run, work, work on a game that, like, that runs that way, yeah. um, how quick the shields go up. Yep. And how quick the sort of well, if they're well. gonna do that, we might. Why shouldn't we be the ones to take them? It's just like where you start getting the what if, What if, about this? If, so, if someone's gonna strip mine this side of the mountain, why shouldn't we get the diamonds? <laughs> you know, like that's. I mean, that's what you sound like to me when you say that. I mean, Absolutely. I'm not even someone who freaks out about loot box stuff. I don't think right. they're gambling. I don't. You know, but I do think it's a predatory practice, and it's annoying because yeah. like it's. You know, I, I did like. I just the, get sick of hearing about it right. from everybody else. Everyone well, complains about it so if, much. If you just sort of like not stop reading Jim Sterling's updates, it, it gets quieter. Yeah, yeah um, right. he is fixated on it for sure. But um because he's vulnerable to it. Yeah. He has the kind of personality that gets addicted Where he to gets doing schooled. that. So yeah. it's a it's a, it's a pet issue to him and and as, as it should be. I mean, that's a good reason to yeah, be annoyed absolutely. by that. Yeah. Um But like I saw the thing with like Warframe. Did you see, did you see the thing with Warframe where uh-huh. they, they had a uh, it was a it was a randomizer like for a pet, like a little pet, and you could you could pay like fifty equivalent of like fifty four cents or something to basically you you got a random fur pattern for it. And they put that in, and some guy spent like a hundred and thirty dollars on it in a day because <laughs> he wanted one specific right. fur pattern. And all the digital extremes guys went oh, my God, we put a slot machine in our game. And we didn't even realize it. So they took it out. They they killed it. And, like, there was... And, like, so... (laughs) Digital Extremes is... is uh, I know some people who have some horror stories about having worked at that Digital Extremes in the old days, but yeah. Digital Extremes seems like a pretty decent outfit. Yeah, yeah days. Yeah. I don't know what the working conditions are like, but they seem to have their heart in the right place. Yeah. Um, They've certainly
0: turned around Warframe.
1: Yeah, for sure. So I appreciate that they're like, oh my god, we put a bad thing in there and we were making tons of money from it, and we're, we're going to get stop rid of it. yeah. because it's terrible. Yeah. Um, so maybe just a little more of a conscience would be nice but you can obviously you can't inject a conscience in an EA because then what what would it be the only um, thing that's going to make them change is fear yeah well that certainly changed Battlefront 2 yeah uh, I haven't logged in since they made the changes but I've heard that it's uh, at least a, a decent olive branch to some degree but need for speed payback's still broken yeah should be called Need for Speed Pay Us. Maybe they sold so few of them, they're just like. Oh, well, exactly. No one. Nobody cares. Need for, Need for Speed's integration was worse. It was. It, pre- yeah. it prevented you from progressing yeah, in the yeah. game in a very real, tangible way, um, and no one cared because no, Cause one, no played one played, played it. it. Yeah. And and it's not Star Wars. Yeah. You know, that's you know, if you mess with Star Wars, you get the horns basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's going to be interesting to see how EA does this, it deals with this moving forward. And I would say the big test on that is going to be Anthem. Yeah.
0: It's going to be a big test across the board in a lot of ways, for sure. All right, let's move on. We're going to talk next about a game I wanted to talk about last week with Colin, but Colin had not played it because Colin basically just he refuses to play anything but PlayStation platforms.
1: That's weird. Isn't that crazy? I mean, I I couldn't live. I know he's against taxes, but you don't have to get rid of everything (laughs) with an X in it.
0: (laughs) That's good. That's really good. Uh, Yeah, he like, and I'll say this like. He doesn't hide it or he doesn't try to make no, it he's a secret. He straight just forward. says it. He's just like, I care about PlayStation and that's pretty much it. So anyway, I couldn't talk about CFTs with him like I care week. about video games. Right, me too. That's all I care about. I don't care what platform they're on.
1: Granted, I would prefer to have fewer consoles probably yeah, yeah. in the end, but like you gotta
0: do what yeah, you gotta yeah.
1: do. But at least he is honest about
0: it. Oh, yeah. But anyway, I couldn't talk about CFD. I had it in the rundown. And then I sent it to him, and he's like, well, I haven't played Sea of Thieves. I was like, oh, that's right. You don't play anything but PlayStation. So I took it out. You can but... just do
1: what I do when I haven't played something. I just sort of comment.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that, though. I hate whenever, like, I've only played something, and I have to feel like I have to keep the whole conversation going on my own. It drives me bonkers. So I, I didn't want to do that again. <laughs> so I just, I knew you were going to play it, because I, I gave you a review mm-hmm. code that they sent me. So I figured we just put it off until this week. So here we are. We've both played the final version of Sea of Thieves after. Mm-hmm. How much time did you spend on the beta? I probably ate like 10 ish hours. Yeah, I spent a lot of time. I played the beta a lot. I probably got close to 20. The beta hours. was right
1: around the time medical problems were starting. Right. So I, right. Didn't, I didn't have a lot of time to sit down and play multiplayer yep. at the time.
0: Um, so, but now we've both got the final mm-hmm. version. Um, it came, I would say, at an unfortunate time because I got it before I got Nino Cooney and mm-hmm. Far Cry but not that much before um, but the the thing is is that it was plenty of time before because after I spent 2 days with Sea of Thieves yeah and that's even
1: including like the day you couldn't get on
0: right yeah and after 2 days of the final version of Sea of Thieves I have very little yeah I, I had want stopped to go playing back.
1: Sea of Thieves by the time Nina no Kuni 2 came out yeah uh, in fact in fact I had gone back to uh, I played Dark Souls 2 again To fill the time between quitting Sea of Thieves and playing uh, and Nino Cooney two showing up. Yeah, Um, I played the the final version of uh, okay. It ain't the final version. I'll tell you that much because there better be some updates coming. But um, well, they
0: said they're gonna support this game for fifteen years
1: or uh something like that. Yeah, sure. Um, and then when they when they're asked like what is the upcoming content they're like we don't want to we want to surprise you it's like yeah you said that about the, when someone asked you if the kraken had a body yeah and the kraken just has it's just tentacles that stop three feet below the water really is yeah, that there's true? nothing there there's nothing there really there, there's nothing under there yeah if you dive in and look <laughs> um, wow have you been attacked by the kraken no
0: I haven't either but, but after a... I saw a video of it I was like oh, it's not worth We're like doing playing it. yeah, it's for not... like hours and hours for it no. to happen. Maybe you'll get a rare upgrade No, there's no upgrades. There's no items. There's no Because remember I was thinking that, you know, you'd have to team up with people to fight the Kraken. But no, it just randomly happens and yeah. then it's just you as your own crew who is responsible to kill it or not yeah, kill it. Yeah, it's
1: not like an end like an end game boss no. thing. It's just like a thing. It's That's a, what I it's thought it was event. gonna
0: the idea was gonna be, but no. it's not.
1: Yeah, so I played I played it for about ten hours, again, you know, the final version, and uh I just felt I just felt like I was done. And, because uh, it's a very... it's incredibly shallow and very simplistic and a lot of the things they did to make it more accessible make it boring to me. Um, and I'm not necessarily saying they should change it because of that, but, like, it the the, the, the nail in the coffin for me, I think, was when we were, uh... I was with a, with a... couple of people that I'd found online. It wasn't people I know. It was just people I'd been matched with. And we were doing merchant Guild quests or whatever, which usually means you got to go capture an animal in a box and then deliver them to right. some place. And the place yeah. we were having delivered was uh galleon's grave, which is pretty far north. And so we're sailing up into this north area. It's getting you know the the sky is changed a weird color. There's a storm coming. And like one of the guys was like, "Oh, I hope I hope we're like ready to do. If we run into something, we can handle it." And like I was like, and I was like, "Yeah, I agree." But then I was like. Wait a minute. There's no upgrades to anything. In this game yeah, we can okay. we can never get better at fighting or shooting or anything. So like it's obviously going to be the same as the old place. It's just scary colors.
0: Yeah. There's one enemy
1: in the game, a skeleton. One it, enemy in the it. whole game. Sometimes they have guns. The way, sometimes unless they have you count swords. the kraken. Yeah, or kraken. Or some people. Sometimes count, they'll have a scarf. Sometimes they'll have a hat. Yeah. Some people count the snakes. Yeah. Who just sit there and hiss at you and they hurt you if you step on them. Yeah, they'll poison you. Um, but it's, there's nothing here. Like this, it's there's like little bits of it that are fun. But there's a point at which you realize everything you're you're just gathering money to buy cosmetic stuff that's overpriced anyway that no one cares about anyway. Like there's nothing, there's no treadmill, there's no. It means just to screw around and play with your friends on the ship. And have, like the moment-to-moment ship stuff is pretty fun, but none of that gets you anything either. And uh, the ship ship sinks. Okay, well the here's
0: ship- a perfect example of why I don't like to play it. So you, if you watch this <laughs> clip, I'm piloting the ship. Some guy gets pissed off that he can't pilot it. He comes up and starts slashing me with his sword. So How I'm like that what that was. So I'm like, screw it. I don't want to deal with your dumbass. I move away from the wheel. He does not take the wheel and then the boat crashes into a rock. <sighs> like, here, here's the thing. For me personally, I cannot stand playing this with other people. On the beta, <laughs> it was okay. I think a lot of people were just happy to be in the beta, playing the game early. Everyone was very respectful. Everyone was just learning the game. Now that this game is out in the wild. Every single person I'm on a boat with is just a complete jerk. Like, ev- they're like a <laughs> We boss. tried to play together, but
1: like, we, yeah, couldn't, get on. we couldn't
0: get on. Like, they were, they were having problems with parties and whatnot. But every person, they're like, there's the boss. There's the guy that thinks he knows. All right, everybody put the sales up, put the sales up, turn the sales. Everybody got, it's like, bro, we've all been playing this game. We know what to do. So you have like these micromanager bosses. And if you're like, he's like, Put the sails up! Put the sails up! We're getting ready to land! I'm like, bro, you just drop the anchor. You don't have to put the freaking sails up. You drop the anchor, the boat stops... I got so tired of these people on power trips who are like, oh, I'm the boss, man. I'm the captain. I get to tell all you guys what to do. I was like, bro, that's not how this works. <laughs> like, I just... It just grated on me. And having... And then as I kept playing it, I realized that I had experienced all the content in the game already... There's just,
1: I just said no thanks. I just didn't care anymore. Mm-hmm. I think there's the bones of something good in here. Ah, that's counting bones. Because um, <laughs> the thing about this is, like, you play it and I can see all the different things you could do with what's here. They just didn't make any of that. The first ten hours, here. I
0: think, are great. And I think a lot of people Until may... Until you
1: see the the, the strings...
0: Well, until like you start to realize that that's all there yeah, is. There's, there's a 10-hour there. loop, and once you've done played it for 10 hours, that's all you're going to do. And I'm sure a ton of people are going to watch this or listen to this and be like, they're crazy. I've been playing this game, and I love it. And I guarantee you they're at the 10 or whatever hour mark, and they haven't got to the point where they start to realize that there's no point in doing this anymore. You, you don't gain anything by continuing to play the game. And after a while, the entertainment and the novelty wears off and I just was left with nothing mm. but a bunch of assholes on a. I was on a boat with a bunch of assholes. I, although
1: I will say, you also have just described exactly how I feel about multiplayer shooters.
0: Really, but yeah. you progress in those, and you level up, and you get new weapons, and you all that. You unlock not, new not perks enough. and.
1: Really? No, to me that's not enough. For some people it is, but like that's also exactly what multiplayer shooters were before Call of Duty added the experience system. I mean, back yeah. in the nineties, that's. I mean, that's what Quake was.
0: Well, that's but that's why that's, it evolved. I mean, right. that's why. Shooters became big again once Call of Duty started instituting that well, Right, the that hook stuff. becomes
1: the progression. Right. Um, and they seem to be intentionally avoiding that in this game. Uh, outside of cosmetic stuff. Uh, but, like, I don't... Like, if, if you could actually upgrade your guns and upgrade, kind of, like, you know, become a more, uh, you know, deadly and efficient ship or pilot, like, I would still be playing it. Yeah. Like, that would be a carrot on a stick that I would be interested in. But, like, just a fancier coat... That does nothing is not. It, it's kind of a catch twenty two though, right? Because it takes so long to get anything done. Yeah. And then there's a chance of getting griefed getting, by people, g-
0: getting ganked when you're like... to turn it all in. But then, but then I don't
1: even care. Right. It's just like it I just go matter. out and get more chess because it's all this. It's all just money. You don't even get to see the 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 chests open. Exactly.
0: That's my. That was what I was saying. Is like, who cares if they take your money? It doesn't it's matter because I don't really care about the cosmetics. Right. It's, it's like. If I ca- my dude right now is naked with a shirt. <laughs> I do not care what he looks like or any of that crap. I do can't has, really see him. He has anyway. the crappiest
1: shovel. He has the crappiest gun. I get the free gun out of the galley. Like well, then you don't even really get to like get real ownership here because you have to randomly generate the characters until you get one that you like, and you don't get to pick what they look. like. It's very weird. Like I, this-
0: I wholeheartedly recommend. Just getting Xbox Game Pass for a month for ten yeah. bucks. Play the crap out well, of this look, game man, for a month.
1: That that feels like what this was made for. It does kind like, of. Like the idea that they're charging 60 bucks for this is nuts. It
0: really is nuts. Like ten
1: dollars yeah. for a game pass where you get to play this for free in addition to the other stuff you get, that's pretty good. I'm into it. Also, I should note Game is gorgeous. It is. Like yeah. I you know the, the, the best parts of this game for me other than a couple of the fights where I was like oh this is how the cannon works and is like that, you know a lot of that's cool just because I like ship stuff. But like the best parts of the game just like in addition to that were just standing up in the front of the ship and watching the water and watching everything go by and and also, the other thing I enjoyed was uh, when um, someone else would drive, and I would sit down at the map and tell them where they were going. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you, you know, ease a little more southwest, You're like a navigator. You know, like navigating for that was fun. Um, but that was fun for about like an hour. The problem is, here's know. the thing:
0: playing this game with. Your
1: friends, and then you get to the is island, fun. and it's about the size of this room. Yeah. And there's nothing there except what the, what was put there by the voyage. There's nothing to explore, really. Yeah. Sh- killing skeletons doesn't get you anything. I like, guess just playing it's with, weird. Playing this game with your friends is fun. Yeah. No doubt about it. But
0: the problem is, is I have like 400 people on my friends list, and I still can't get four people together to play a freaking game of this. Well, I,
1: I had a I had a couple people I was playing with that I vaguely know from online, and I can't get them to sign on again. No one wants to play it anymore. But then you do play, like,
0: even if you play with people on your friends list that you don't really know in real life, you you still they're still jerks. Like they still don't want to do certain parts of the game that need to be done. Some people don't want to bail out the boat when the boat is sinking. Well, they weren't jerks,
1: people I played with, but like uh, I didn't do a lot of public stuff. Yeah. But like it's just you know it's just no one people are like I got other things to do. I got better games to play. Because the (laughs) thing is like. It's like yeah, you could do this, or you could play a co-op game where you have fun p- playing with your friends, and the game's also fun. Yeah, which I don't think a lot of this isn't isn't fun after you kind of get over the novelty of it.
0: It's just it's just paper thin and content and motivation. I just like no and, motivation to play it. And
1: I feel like in like a year, maybe they could make this into something that's really worth worth. It is into.
0: possible that in two years from now like they put out a trailer they're like hey look at what we've done in 24 months and i'm like oh wow
1: yeah, like my xbox one two comment was not totally flippant it was yeah. like you know about that time from now i feel like they, they might have built this into something that's really good but i have no idea what they spent four whatever years either, working man. on here I have other no than like idea. the visuals
0: i was also shocked to find out that in most cases there are only six ships per server
1: yeah it's not an mmo
0: there's a max mas, uh, mass massive or maximum number of 99 boats can be on a server, but Microsoft has basically called it down to, like, six. Mm
1: -hmm. Probably because of the technical problems.
0: Well, probably because I noticed in the beta, I saw ships all the time. Mm -hmm. And I literally played the final version of this for, like, four hours and never saw another ship. And that is the funnest part of the game. Either somebody else attacking you, or you attacking them, I don't feel like it's balanced very well. It's far too easy for a little dinky boat to just come and smash a big boat and take <laughs> it down. Um, but that is the most... Well, especially ex- if the
1: other people playing with you don't bail the damn ship out. Yeah, exactly.
0: I mean, but that is the most exciting part of the game. And it appears that in the final version, for whatever reason, that's been nerfed and there's not as
1: much ship-to-ship confrontation anymore. So I've, It's true. I've, I have rarely seen ships. I mean, ships.
0: it's look, this is a social, socially driven game. It's not about completing tasks or getting rewarded for tasks or leveling up or progressing mm-hmm. it's about having fun with the people there but they haven't given you the tools to do it like well it feels like a lobby yeah you can't like <laughs> for instance how do you signal to another ship that you're friendly and you don't want to fight uh the thing
1: i saw was people were pointing their cannons straight up i could do that like, they can wave or whatever. But there should be, like, something. You should be able to run up a flag. Right. Well, that's A, a like, white flag that says, hey, we're well, just cruising around. There were supposed, there was supposed to be around. flag signals in the game, but they're not in there yet. Really? Yeah. How was hard of,
0: was that to put I in the know.
1: game? Man, they don't even have parrots in yet. Right. But I like, do wonder what Rare was doing this entire know. time. Like, According how? to the corny guy who worked on the game who posted on Reddit about it, uh, they, he worked on it for, like, a year he said they never quite, they never believed the various teams that were forced to play test it and said, like, it's really shallow and you need to have more of a game in here. And, um, they took, like, two years to build the boat model. Oh, my gosh. And they kept building it and building it back up and doing this and changing this and doing that. And it's like, um, which make. I mean, on one hand, it makes sense that, like, yeah, you'd have to, you need to make sure that the people, the place the players are spending, like, 90% of their time is good and works well. But at the same time, it's like it's a boat. I mean, like, it so never... like
0: nothing's changed at all. Well, even also you could... back with right. Nintendo owner. Well, also you could
1: never—they could never figure out, I guess, like how the anchor worked. Where people were trying to point out, like there is no anchor. Like you drop the anchor, right? But there's no physical. Oh, there is an anchor, anchor on there? the <laughs> boat. Like it doesn't come out of anywhere. So like there's no like. It... And so like originally, like you're gonna have to be able to get custom anchors for the boat. But you'll notice that's gone because there is no right. anchor that literally drops. Why? Um, because I never figured it so out. So simple. I don't know. I don't know. Man, people, I know pe- people keep comparing this to No Man's Sky uh, in terms of like, oh, it's just not done at launch. And like, man, No Man's Sky had more to do in it. Oh yeah, than this game No Man's there.
0: Sky to me was far more interesting. And like
1: people have countered that with saying, I'm seeing uh, No Man's Sea has been what people have been calling it. <laughs> And people say, "Oh well, multiplayer works." And um, well, yeah, because like the, the point That's all it is. The point is not like to compare <laughs> multiplayer. The point is like, what did they say this was going to be? What did you expect it to be? And what is it? Imagine and how dreadful between...
0: this game would be if you just played by yourself.
1: Disconnect between these three, those three things uh, was a problem with No Man's Sky, and it's a problem with this game. And there yeah. are still going to be people who love this game for what it is, even though what it isn't very impressive. Just like I love No Man's Sky for what it was, even though. Most people didn't because it wasn't very impressive. Hey, I but, really
0: enjoyed the first ten hours of this game. Like yeah. I had a blast with it when I first started playing it, but it wore thin very, very quickly. It's a well it's a really And I
1: can't there's nothing It's a really good demo for something more ambitious.
0: There's sometimes like when you play a game, you're like, Oh, there's not much to this. But there's that thing on the horizon that you can always look to and be like, but If I keep playing it, I can get to that.
1: And there's none of that in this game. Also, wasn't there five people on that boat just now? Yeah. I'm sure they've adjusted all that stuff along the way and there's none of this stuff kind of thing. I mean, it's it's just there's no like, what the hell is this? Yeah, making people walk the plank. plank? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Why would you ever do that? Yeah. This is the debut trailer,
0: by the way. So this is uh this was the original video. The idea, I'm sure. Yeah. But uh yeah, I uh I don't recommend anybody buy it. Like, I, uh, best case scenario, ten dollars. Yeah. yeah, play it in in out of Xbox curiosity Game on Pass.
1: Xbox Game Pass It would be my recommendation of that. And you know, log back in and when the next update, you know, do the No Man's Sky thing. When they make a big update, try it out again and yep, see how it back is. In. Yeah, because uh, I mean, look, you go back to No Man's Sky today and you wouldn't recognize it compar- would? yep. compared to what what it launched as. And hopefully, see if Thieves will be the same way.
0: I mean, it seems to have sold pretty well. It's all um, fine,
1: as far as I can tell. Yeah, so I mean, Number hopefully UK, that yeah, hopefully and that's that, not even including digital, so right? It must have been doing all right.
0: Hopefully that ensures that Microsoft isn't gonna have a well, short. Well, Microsoft's got to
1: stick with something for once. I mean, you can't you cancel scale back. Not like it cable, has anything else to like, stick yeah, with. What else you got? <laughs> Else. <laughs> like this is a good kind of a multiplayer like kind of thing that can keep people playing a long time. and give them a reason to play. Like you make this thing work. Get get somewhere with. Like it. right now, what else is rare. Doing Microsoft should
0: be doing what Blue Hole did with PUBG. Once it realized, yeah. oh my God, this is a thing, it just started pouring resources into yeah. it to give people what they wanted and to get it up to where people expected it to be. Microsoft should be doing that with this right now. Yeah. Because you wait another month for, like, a patch or something that adds content to it, it's going to be
1: too late. Right. Also, at some point, uh, because it's rare, uh, you have got to add the ability for me to put googly eyes in the front of the ship.
0: (laughs) How awesome would that be? How is that not
1: in the game from day one? (laughs) Or
0: on anything you want.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just googly eyes on everything.
0: (laughs) Yep. All right, let's move along. We're going to talk next about... It's not, we can't really call it Visceral Star Wars game anymore, can we? Well, no, it's whatever they moved
1: it to EA Vancouver or whatever. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So what started as Visceral Star Wars game has been moved to EA Vancouver. It was leaked this week that it is an online-focused shooter.
1: Is it a shooter? I don't think they've said that. Yeah, they they haven't said the genre yet. Open World Online. Open World Online Games as Service. Probably like a Destiny thing. It's a Destiny,
0: Star Wars, Destiny with a, well, I guess I can't just reskin it because that's Activision's game, but that's really what it's going to be. It's going to be a Star Wars skinned Destiny.
1: It's a Destiny-like. This, I mean,
0: it's disheartening for me to hear this, but
1: in all honesty, if they were smart, isn't this really what they should have been making from the beginning? Yeah, the idea that this was not somehow in parallel development while Amy Hennig was making what was clearly going to be a narrative-driven game is weird. It is weird, yeah. How did you not know this is something you wanted? Right. That's something I've wanted since I was, like, 12. Like, Like, I thought maybe the Motive game
0: was going to be this, and then they let Amy and her team create the narrative-driven one. Right. That would make
1: sense. So then what the hell is Motive doing? I don't know. Probably the same exact game. Maybe. Yeah, and then like what's well, Respawn doing? I I maintain Respawn might be making Battlefront three. It probably is. It's probably gonna end up doing with Battlefront
0: what Activision has done with Call of Duty, mm-hmm. and have different teams working on the
1: franchise so that I mean, you look, can get to be honest, I've had enough of Dice's take on it. Yeah, so I've I w- had my
0: fill. I think most people, loot box controversy or not, have had their fill of yeah. Even without the loot
1: box thing, like Battlefront two left me pretty cold in terms of just being the same old stuff the same old ideas. And not just not in terms of being Battlefront, in terms of being dice, in terms yeah, yeah. of being just, you know, they do one thing and they do it pretty well, but, like, it's time to move on. Well, and I think like, the
0: other problem, too, is that they've, at this point, they've, the content has been exhausted. So yeah. what else is there in Star Wars canon to add to this thing? It's like you're at the point now where you need to rely on, like, a new trilogy of movies to be released with new characters I think,
1: and I think, ships to have anything to even add to it i think what they need to do is they need to make something if, if if respawn is indeed making a take on battlefront make something that plays as well as titanfall please yeah. and you don't need to change anything about the con about in terms of like the star wars juice you're anyway, down in just give me give me a an ad at battle that feels as good as playing titanfall like that's all I
0: want give me a shooter that feels like a good shooter yeah because that was my big problem with Battlefront is it feels like a shooter for casual players mm-hmm. it never felt like there would ever be an eSports League for this game yeah you, no. see what I'm saying yeah. like you can play that game you'd be like this, this will never be an eSport but There's not enough they should it but they should be making Star Wars games that could become an eSport it could be a
1: huge eSport well, it could be, you know, you want something with some longevity, and it's like, it's not like a license precludes that, because Marvel vs. Capcom 2 is still played at fighting game Absolutely. tournaments. Absolutely, yeah. You make a good game with some, some chops to it, it'll stick around forever. You can also just also, create a mode for the casual Also, folks. I might add, do you know what got an update this week on Steam? X-Wing and TIE Fighter. Really? They got updates for Mac compatibility and some <laughs> bug fixes. Wow. That's crazy. So somewhere in the depths of Lucasfilm, someone's <laughs> still working on those games, and we can't get a 38 Star Wars game out the door. Yeah. So so here's
0: the thing: Are you okay with this? Are you are you excited? Because look, we're both we both like Destiny. I
1: got years before I gotta worry about this. You <laughs> like think? It's, yeah, this thing this game is next gen. Oh, you think it's next gen? Maybe maybe ish for like PlayStation Five. Wow. We just started on it. Well,
0: I mean, they did say that they're going to try to use as much work as use some assets, but you've got to
1: build that thing from the ground up. It's all online. That's a lot of work. You've got to figure out how, what kind of, how to put microtransactions in it without freaking out the entire gaming world again. Like, and they're going to fail at that, so you, gotta, you should probably alpha <laughs> test it. I mean, Next it, time, listen. The graphic is a
0: destiny far away. Yeah. <laughs> it probably yeah. is a good two years, three years away still. Um, we might see Motives game before we see this thing Oh, I think we will, absolutely They've we'll,
1: got to put something out next I think next we'll year. see a
0: teaser trailer for Motives game at E3 They've
1: got to put something out next year Preferably this year, but I think they're going to miss it
0: I don't think they'll release the game I think we'll see some media for it at E3 at least There's got to be something Something <laughs> I mean, you if, if we don't license, see something This, this is th-
1: the halfway point of your 10 year Star Wars license You put two games out and they're both the same game That is really bad that is not so counting weird. the mobile stuff. Right, mobile right. stuff's doing fine. It is. Yeah. The, the, they integrated a lot of stuff with the mobile games into the the relaunch, kind of the pseudo relaunch of like the non the microtransaction thing. So there's a lot of free stuff if you log into everything with your EA account and stuff. Right. Um, which is kind of a, how they're sort of trying to make a peace offering there. I haven't l- looked at it really. But they're really getting to almost breach of contract territory. Yeah, I can't imagine Lucasfilm is super happy. That they've gotten two of them out, and the second one they had to have the head of Disney call them and say, knock it off. Yeah. Uh, It's... Well, you also have the Solo movie coming up. You don't have any bumper media to help push it. I've always felt that Hennig's game was going to tie into that somehow, because she Well, it kind of looked like it. She makes such a rogue-y sort of Uncharted-y sort of... I mean, there's a lot of Han Solo in Nathan Drake. Absolutely. She she seems to like that kind of thing. If that's who you're hiring, it feels like you'd hire her to to sort of tell that kind of story in the Star Wars universe, and you already had sort of the framework of Lucasfilm being interested in telling that that kind of story with thirteen thirteen, which got canceled. Um, hey. I mean that was an Uncharted game. It was in Star Wars, yeah, yeah. absolutely. You know, it, it's 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 such a fertile license, and EA just can't get their shit together on it. It's very weird and very frustrating to someone who loves Star Wars and would love to be playing. Stuff that, you know, matches up to uh, you know some of the some of the classic Star Wars stuff from the nineties and it's just not there. Yeah. I mean EA won't even remaster the good good old games and let me play TIE Fighter in 1080p, you know, like All I could figure is that Visceral's game must have been really bad. I
0: mean, I mean how can you eat all that money and time on development knowing you have this contract? And EA's I I mean, not dumb. Like, no, it knows if it has a bad video game on its hands.
1: Do they, though? Mm. I mean, um, it's re- look, it's released some mediocre to bad games. I mean, I don't want to be cynical about it, but it feels to me like the reason that Visceral's game got probably got killed is more that it didn't do the games-as-a-service thing properly. It's possible. That they were trying to make a single-player game, and EA doesn't want to put out single-player games, because they don't anymore.
0: Well, no one does, other than Bethesda. yeah. I mean, that's just kind of what it's come and down to at this point. Look well, how that goes. For I him. know. Yeah.
1: Unless it's called unless it's called Elder Scrolls or Fallout. Or Fallout, yeah, um, it doesn't go particularly well. I mean, that to me, to me, I, I can't. I give much more credence to the idea that they just they their business strategy is, you know, milk the milk the game for constant microtransactions for as long as you can. Rather than like, oh, this game isn't good. We can't, we can't, uh, we can't release this game. It's not good enough. It's like, no, I can't see EA saying that. I mean, the big problem here. It's Star Wars. It would sell anyway.
0: Yeah, I mean, the big problem here is it's a game as a service, and EA has shown a horrible propensity to read its audience and knowing what it wants from that style of game. Mm. That's the big red flag to me.
1: Yeah. And like, mm, like, what else are you making right now?
0: what else is EA making yeah. besides Star Wars games? Yeah. I mean they got and the sports, sports stuff. That's it.
1: They continually make Need for Speed even though no one seems to want that. Yeah. Need for Speed is like the cockroach of the EA world. It's like <laughs> really? like you make one p- slightly underperforming installment of any series from an it's EA done. series, it's gone. Except, it's for need for except Need for Speed will not go away. <laughs>
0: it will die. It'll survive a like, nuclear holocaust. Like, name me
1: another franchise in the game industry that wouldn't have been killed by Need for Speed, The Run. Yeah. Like, how did that not end Need I was Need kind for of Speed surprised forever? that
0: EA made another Mirror's Edge. Oh, I was too, yeah. And EA does, for some reason, like, A Way Out and Faye. It does do, like, these little side projects a way out.
1: there. There was some weird thing I saw with Way Out where it was, like, it made a weird amount of sense because it actually didn't cost that much or something. Yeah,
0: I can see that. I mean, um, it's really... Built by an indie studio, an indie developer, so... Yeah. Who knows how to keep costs down and that sort of thing, so...
1: Yeah. <laughs> knows, knows how to liven up an award show.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I guess that depends on your perspective. <laughs> Define uh, liven up. Well, that, that would not be my, uh, I'm not speaking from the perspective of Jeff Keighley. No. With that. <laughs> I'm speaking to someone who did not have to stand next to him and hold the microphone. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's move
0: along. We're going to talk next and last about Far Cry 5.
1: Um, Hard to believe five. It maybe. is. I was saying. Well, like, we're also God, forgetting five. Far Cry there's, Primal was there's in there. There's also Primal and there's Blood Dragon and yeah, there's a lot of stuff in there.
0: Yeah, I mean Blood Dragon was kind of like a DLC
1: type experience. Yeah, Blood Dragon was Primal. Primal and Blood Dragon are the same thing. They're full fledged games. just one of them was only released digitally.
0: Yeah, with Blood primal- Dragon as long as yes. Primal
1: though. Yes. Primal. Primal. Uh, seemed f- like it was shorter to me. Nah, Blood Dragon was the, was the Far Cry Three map. Was the whole thing? Yeah, I guess you're right, actually. Far Cry Blood Dragon, I hundred percented that. Far Cry Blood Dragon took me like thirty hours. Did it? Yeah, I never finished it, so I guess I wouldn't know how long it is. It was. I liked it. I mean, it was just crazy enough to be entertaining to me. It was. Uh, I didn't think it was great, but I liked it. I I enjoyed the the um, audacity of it. Uh, and unfortunately, the guy who made it uh, just left Ubisoft. Yeah, um, I saw that. Yeah, but I I, uh, I ran into him at uh, at uh, B four if you remember. Yeah, we, yeah. We, you know, when the when party
0: before E three. People yeah. used
1: to gather at a bar called the Cat and the Fiddle uh, in L A. When everybody would get in the day before E three started, and everybody would hang out at this big patio style bar. Might as well kick off the whole week
0: with a hangover. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and I ran in. I I somebody some another guy I knew at Ubisoft introduced me to him. I talked to him for a while, and I asked basically asked him like how yeah. how did this and he's like he's like I pitched him. He's like basically they they made it. They made it basically on the sly, and then he pitched it to to Ubisoft, and they're like, "All right, maybe it'll work." He's like, "Okay, here it is." And they're like, (laughs) "Ship it." And they're like, "Fine, yeah, okay, finish it and do the thing." It was basically like, basically, it was like uh, he knew it was going to be amazing, and they just had to do it. Yeah. And
0: uh, for the record, I am a Far Cry fan. I I have enjoyed. Pretty much all of them. The last one that came out, Primal, I was on. I did on. not
1: like the first one very much.
0: Yeah, I mean, I first think was very it was standard. rough around the edges. It yeah. was more
1: of a Cry- Crytek demo. It hadn't found its form yet. Yeah, 2 is the one that sort of figured out the, oh, it's open world, and you kind of have this. There's, it, it's open world. There's a bunch of, like, hard asses you got to take down, including one big main villain. Uh, you have to find safe houses and upgrade everything. Yeah. You have to drive around all the time. Fire is very dangerous, yeah. <laughs> and um, drugs are involved. Yeah. Those are those are basically <laughs> and far, those are the tenets that the series yeah. has survived on ever since. And uh, thankfully, the Far Cry Far Cry Two is like one of the more compelling ones, I think. But I, I it was it was hurt by the fact that guns could jam. And break. Yeah. Uh, which was annoying in the middle of a the fight. They figured and, that out. Though. And also that you had malaria. Yeah. <laughs> and periodically had to pop a pill right. to see straight. Right. Was, right. Which is inconvenient in the middle of a fight. Yeah. Um, also, like, if you go ten feet from an outpost, everybody respawns. Yeah. So, coming back, so that, Far Cry 2 was kind of a thing that you need, if you want to play Far Cry 2, uh, you gotta mod it on yeah. PC. Far Cry 3 sort of nailed the more Some would call it more casual, but I would say it's more user-friendly. Yeah, uh,
0: I would say it's actually playable. Right. (laughs) In a more broader sense, at least. Um, So, look, I've been a fan all along. Uh, I love 3, love 4, love Primal. Here we are with 5. This game had a lot of uh, controversy in its build-up to launch. Um, Definitely some pretty intense religious undertones Mm. in the initial marketing.
1: But I feel like the game kind of punts. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Matt, I am wondering if this game was nerfed after some of the uproar from certain
1: quadrants of I would be very society. Inter- I would be very interested in an anonymous series of interviews of people who worked on it. Yeah, that's for sure.
0: and I think eventually that may come out
1: because I wouldn't call it bait and switch. No, but it's it's satire without a point of view. Yeah. And I feel like it I feel like I'm waiting for it to say something about its subject matter and I don't feel like it is. And I feel like there's no way you build something like this with this premise without having that point of view and I feel like someone just took it out. Yeah. Some, I feel like this is not a failure of writing. It is Well, I think it s- fails at that too though. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's 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 going through the Far Cry motions and it's trying to make these things interesting, but like the, the the logic of the cult doesn't make any sense. The
0: logic of this entire game makes no sense. The very first scene you're flying in on a chopper. It's you and you're a rookie and it's you, the local sheriff who's been dealing with these mm-hmm. people all along helicopter pilot and then is the other girl also a part of the sheriff's department? I can't remember. Uh, what, the
1: other deputy? Yeah. Yeah, she's she's the other rookie. Okay, but so, she's
0: at uh, the sheriff's department. You're it's you plus your FBI boss, or is it CIA? No, you're both deputies. It's, it's a it, local
1: police department. Yeah, you are a local. Oh. you're you're, a, you're some kind of deputy, unless you're a deputy marshal. I the, think
0: you're with the federal government, though.
1: The U.S. Marshal is seems to be solo.
0: I thought he was with you.
1: No, I think you're supposed to be a, a local because I think you're a rookie. The, the you sheriff, never know because you never see yourself. The sheriff keeps... Well, you do, you do see yourself. You design your character, but you never see yourself in the game. Right. But the, but the sheriff keeps calling you rookie. The sheriff, uh, they know who you are. So I think you're a rookie on the local police. And the U.S. marshal is the guy who charges in with a warrant and gets everything screwed up. Well, the, first of all, the whole setup is just completely absurd. Well, yeah, you would never go in four people, two of them rookies, into a heavily armed cult compound with, with, with a hundreds warrant. hundreds and hundreds of people. Yeah. That are Holding, gun, I mean, holding they're all guns. Holding guns on around, you. Like,
0: And then it's not even just that you wouldn't go in and do it. It's that if you are that dumb and you do go in and do it, the whole idea that you're on your own and the federal
1: government is never going to come and help you is
0: completely idiotic. Well, a lot of
1: of it just doesn't... So like None the, of it adds up. There's no there's no cell reception. Presumably they've taken all that down. They cut the phone lines. They cut everything. You have but, a satellite phone. you Your like, federal government. Well, you, not, you don't even need that because early on I went to an air, airfield and I helped a guy with a plane and I'm like, wait, you have a plane? Why don't we just fly to Missoula, like, yeah. and call somebody? Get out of here! Call the freaking national the guard. Like, the idea that you the have to all, everybody has to do it on their own there doesn't make any sense. But the point is to just sit, play Far Cry. You know, like. The idea is to play Far Cry. That's why that's why the uh, the premise usually works better when you're on a, some kind of island somewhere, where you can't get out of it. Um, you know, or or what is in uh, in uh, Far Cry 4? The 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 conceit was that all you had were those little gyrocopters and they could only go so high, and they couldn't get over the mountains. Right. But now I'm flying like a P-51, and I'm pretty sure I can get out of town. The whole game, made, it
0: makes no sense. And so you're right. Like, at the end of the day, it's like, okay, well, let's just play Far Cry. Or
1: even the boats. Like, you can take a speedboat down the river and get out of town. Like, there's no nothing stopping you from leaving it's and so getting absurd. better help.
0: And I think the game tries to say, oh, well, you've fallen in with the local resistance, and you are trying to help them. It's like, you know what? The best way you could help the local resistance... to get the hell out of there and call the feds and have the feds come in with the national guard
1: and just wipe these yahoos out well later on there are feds who show up and do some you do some missions with them and they're like oh i got promoted i'm not going to be here anymore so they know what's going on just no one's coming in no one's helping the whole thing is so absurd Um, and like it's just you've got things where like like so the airfield mission like you're helping this guy who has a pregnant wife and because they want to get his plane back so they can leave so they can fly away and then the, the pregnant wife convinces him This is your home, and your grandfather built this house and run this airfield, and we need to defend our home, and da da da, even though this baby's due any moment now, and da da da. And they decide, we're gonna stay, and you can use our plane wherever you want. I'm like, no, like, what are you doing? Like, you can, It, it doesn't make any sense that anyone would want to do that. He's like, I look judging according to my stats, I have killed twelve hundred people in this cult, and they're still coming. Like, yeah. like most of the people in the in the in the five mile radius we're in are trying to kill you or yeah. brainwash you with drugs. And yep. <laughs> and like, there's a point at which you just have to back away, let them let the army come in and clear the place, and then come back to your to your airfield. Just and, let them carpet and, bomb Because I feel the whole like area. I feel like there's not a lot of business coming in right now. No. I mean... It, you just it, can't think about it too much. The point is you drive around, you have around with stuff and blow stuff up. But see, up. that's
0: the thing though, is that this game and its marketing, it wasn't sold that way. Right? It yeah. was sold as a game that will make you think and make you ponder. And this game does none of that. It's just even the interaction
1: with, like, the cult is so shallow and stupid and banal. It's like... I gotta admit, like, I, I usually think, you know, I like the stories in the Far Cry's well enough, but, like, I don't care. Like, when the when the story cutscenes start up, like, I just, like, okay, like, just get on with it. I, I don't skip... I haven't gotten to the point where I skip them yet. I can't bring myself to do that quite yet. But, like... And also, like, I don't like that, um... Because the way that there's three sections of the world, each run by a different herald, which yeah. is the... One the, of the... the, the, bro- bam, the brothers bam, or the sister. The two yeah. brothers and the... I think the girl is, like, an adopted sibling. Yeah. Um And, uh... The uh, so like as you do things that kind of revolutionarily you know, resistance wise, you fill up a little bar, and there's three levels of, right. of it in each area. And as you hit the level of in each area, they basically the, they send a uh, the, the herald sends a capture squad to get you, which you cannot avoid. No, like it's you, they just come in and get you. It doesn't. Or the... even, they don't even get you. It just cuts to a cutscene. Yeah. Well, they shoot you if they hit you once. Because you, you they shoot you with the they drug, you like a trank d- drug thing, yeah. and you you blur out, and then you wake up in look s- at this the by the way torture scene. Oh yeah, I've had tons of weird stuff. There are so many a bugs in bugs. this game. So many
0: bugs. Right now, there is a tractor trailer where my vehicle is, and I am running through it because <laughs> the the mission objective is oh, to destroy that tractor trailer. Now, watch. Keep watching this. So it's completely invisible. You can't see it. It is actually there. So I'm damaging it, I'm damaging it, and then wait for it. There's this great moment where, because I turn around and I'm like, well, what the heck is going on?
1: <laughs> Dude. I have I have a, a video I captured on my PS4 of a similar thing where a, a, a truck hit a cow. Now look at this. I run this guy off the road. A, a truck hit a cow and the cow got There's stuck nobody the...
0: driving the car. <laughs> look, wait, I get out. There's nobody in it. They well, might have fallen out. No, there's. They did not fall out. There's nobody in the van.
1: This game is just full of stuff like it? this. It was a van. It was one of those vans driving along, and it hit a cow. And the cow, instead of hitting the cow, like the cow got stuck to the van, and the van and the cow spun around really fast, like uh, that shot with the with the truck yeah. blowing up. And the back of the van opened, and the civilians you're supposed to rescue flew three miles, like, out of... I mean, just over the horizon. I got out of a vehicle and
0: flew straight up into the air and then deployed my parachute and it slammed me down to the ground and (laughs) killed me. This mission right here, after you clear out this cult thing, you kill everybody and then you take it over, typical Ubisoft fashion. Afterwards, she asks you to find, like, these three pieces of this thing. Dude, one of the pieces gets stuck... Under underneath like a trailer and then a guy gets in it and starts driving away so I start chasing after him I realize I can't keep up he comes back the thing is still stuck underneath the trailer but it's like 20 feet down into the ground so I throw like a remote explosive under the trailer hoping I can blow the trailer up in the air and it'll be underneath and when I do that it blows the object further underneath the ground and attaches it to my character So that as I walk around, the icon for the item is now my character. (laughs) This all, by the way, happened like
1: in a 30 minute span. All this footage was recorded like all right in a row. I've I've found that like if I play this long enough, those thing out of things happen more and more. The longer I've
0: played it, the more they've been happening. And like my first like five or seven hours, I had no bugs whatsoever.
1: When well, I now literally that I'm in,
0: like the fifteen hour mark, now I'm getting yeah, but all But I'm the talking
1: time. about like continually being on, not just like playing it. I mean like I've had to turn, I like, quit the game and start it again, and it was better. Oh, got you, got you. Like I, as though like leaving it running too long. Gotcha. gotcha. Uh, causes really? more of this. Yes. But I've had I me mean, the first the very first mission where you're trying to escape from the cult after everything goes wrong. I I'm running away and I ran into near near a cabin and there's a there's a guy outside the cabin. So I snuck up and I you know stealth killed him and I went to run into the cabin to see if there's anything to get before I left. And all of a sudden somebody sees me. I'm like Who the hell saw I look out, there's another guy so I go run up and I quickly kill him that way. And then it's and then Another guy. I see, I'm like, who is it? It turns out the same guy that I originally stealth killed is just respawning in the same spot I killed him over. And as soon as I get more than a foot away, he just pops up again. Here it is. This is what I was talking about.
0: So there's an object there. I need. I already mm. collected two of them, and this is the third one that I need to collect.
1: And look, it's just under the ground somewhere. Yeah, that's where I'd reload the checkpoint. And was then right down. Yeah, it looks like it should be within explosion. Now watch. Right? I blew it up. Did you see the <laughs> item come yeah. to me right there? Yep.
0: <laughs> and now look, I walk around and it is attached to
1: me. <laughs> There's a lot of wonky stuff in this game. I I'll show, I, uh, I liberated an outpost once that every single person in it was the same greasy black-haired, like bearded white guy. Like it, it wasn't like just like everyone looked at it. It was it was like twenty of the same character models. This game around. could
0: do with a lot more character models in general. Yeah, it's they repeat way too much for a game that's this big and this long. But look, I'm still playing it. Yeah, I'm like 15 hours in. I'm still I mean, having fun, fun with it here and there. It is frustrating, though, because... And I mean, it's Far Cry. Just random stuff happens that can screw you so bad. There is this one mission that I have been trying to complete. I've literally spent like three hours straight trying to complete it. And it's huh. this mission where you have to go and find these two tankers and then drive them back. Got the first tanker pretty quick. Go back
1: to falls and Yeah, I
0: did that yesterday. Got the first tanker pretty quick, no problem. I've literally spent three or four hours trying to get that second tanker. Because it doesn't tell you where they are. Yeah, they're just
1: randomly spawned. So
0: you just have to drive around and hope you see one. And then once you see one, trying to take it over without blowing it up is, like, impossible. (laughs) Because if you shoot the guy in there, and if one bullet hits the tank, it gets on fire. And you have to, like, race to get it back into the town. Like, do just
1: fix it? yeah i didn't ha- I just got that the thing mm-hmm. to fix the cars so well the re- you know the reason I had that perk is because the first tanker truck I found I had to be in this long chase with the guy and trying to shoot him with a pistol like sideways. and when i fi- I finally ran him into a tree and he- and he climbed out and I was able to kill him and it wouldn 't let me in the truck. it said you have to repair it so I'm like, yeah. all right well, I had like forty perk points because I got everything else already so i uh, so I got the repair tool and did that so that and then I just wandered and did other things until I saw. I actually did like basically cancel a story mission because I saw one, another one of those trucks. I'm like, oh, I need another one of those trucks. I just like, no, I've went done that. I've been doing other missions, and yeah. I saw
0: it, and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. I just ignore whatever mission I'm on, and I go over it and end up blowing it up or it flies off the road or whatever. That was
1: interesting. So I have, I have another friend who is playing this as well, and he um, he has been complaining to me about how hard it is, like how he keeps dying and he can't get anything done. I haven't noticed it being that difficult. That's the only mission I've had problems with.
0: I've had just um, random
1: weird stuff, Far
0: Cry stuff happen. Right. Because like all the elements, the fire will kill you a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Like there was one scene that we showed earlier in the footage where the the guy with the with the flamethrower throws flames on me. I spin around to run away. I run into her and she catches on right. fire. And she goes,
1: <laughs>
0: and she just falls down and like uh, I love that about Far Cry. Yeah, that did, kind of stuff. The
1: one thing, one of the things that annoys me about this is like because you have to talk to people to get um, missions yeah. and also to uh, to get intel. So like, here a, it is, like right a, here, like a oh. scene. Sp- <laughs> So like a random <laughs> civilian will have like a like an icon Good over Johnson. their head, yeah. and a, a random <laughs> civilian will have an icon over their head where you uh, you have to talk to them. They'll give you like a location of something to like you know another little side mission or whatever. So, uh, but if you but if someone comes along and like there's, an, there's a is a hostel that shows up, like they will stop talking and like everyone will like go in like 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 combat mode until like whatever like the frickin' badger wandering by right. and goes away. Yeah. And I've spent like ten minutes standing there trying to get these guys to finish their dialogue so i can just get on with the next thing and they won't do it and the best one was so the the, the thing that i am the most interested in are the the prepper stashes because the prepper stashes have per the best parts of they the have game. perk magazines so you get more you yeah, upgrade we should actually we should start and, we should
0: talk about the big and the um, well i'm going to finish games.
1: what i'm saying here first because uh it's part of the emergent thing we're talking about where i so I was trying. So you'll see them with that icon over their head, and like those are the guys I talked to instantly. So I found a guy who had that. I went over and I talked to him. I was just talking. He's like da 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 da, da. Guy showed up before he could finish, and we had to have a firefight. And then I had to go find him again, and like at the end of the day, th- and talk to him again. Da da. da And then another guy came on. We had a, a, a van came on. We had to liberate that. Da, da da. Finally, he's almost done. Right as he's about to finish what he's going to say a wolverine comes in from nowhere and bites his balls off and kills him. <laughs> like, he dies, and I can't get the thing from him anymore. And I'm like... And I'm like... I complain to my friend, like, no, oh, no, no. He's like, Far Cry. I'm like, emergent gameplay. I'm like, this sucks. No, like, that stuff it's, happens it's all the time, constant, man. The fire constant. is really a pain. Yeah, the fire can spread out, And like, I love... It. Like, even your, your allies are ter- terrified oh, of it. Oh, yeah. I'm like, the fire's spreading! Yeah, you know, you're right. They
0: do act like that. But there are... Look, there are some changes for this game. So, um... Perks are a big part of the game. And, like, the perks aren't just, like, hey, my gun's more powerful or whatever. It does things like give you extra inventory. So, before, when you have to craft, like, a pouch mm-hmm. to give you more inventory, now they're tied into this crate. The perk system is insane. Like, literally, there's, what, five categories and, like,
1: mm-hmm. ten... Well, one category doesn't really count, because yeah. it's, it's just your companions. right?
0: But there's, like, five categories with like, ten different upgrades for each one of them. Mm-hmm. And the perk points... It seems completely random how you get them. Well, you use complete challenges. But and like, it doesn't seem like for every challenge you get a perk point, though.
1: You get perk points for every challenge. Really? Yeah. It
0: seemed like I didn't get them every time. You get
1: them every single time. That's what the challenges do. They give you perk points. Interesting. Um, and, like, I mean, I've done almost all the challenges at this point. Uh, they're the th- best parts of the game, in my opinion.
0: Like the... I, th- I just think it's They're weird. like they... little puzzles that you have to solve a lot of times. The challenges? Yeah, like, um... Yeah, you're talking about the stash, like the, the hoarder stash or the prepper yeah. stash. Yeah, a lot of those are like, um, like those bunkers where you have to like, figure out how to turn off the right. water. Right, no, that's or not get... a challenge. That's what I'm talking about.
1: No, the challenges are like this, the, the tab next to the perks where like, it lists like kill ten people with a shotgun. Oh. 10 kill, killed... See, I don't even try to do those. I just, that's those where you just, get perks. Those just happen organically, though. That's why I'm
0: saying it seems random that when you get the perk points, because... Oh, because you're not looking at the thing that tells you what they do. It's like, I just killed a guy, and all of a sudden I get a perk point.
1: Yeah, because you killed ten people with that gun or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that explains it. But, yeah, I don't even look at that. I just assume that stuff's going to happen organically. Like, I wouldn't look at that and be like, oh, I'm going to get ten headshots now. Like, I just let that stuff just happen. Well, some
1: of it you're going to have to, I promise. Oh, really? Because some of it's like, you know, like... You know, two, I think it's two death from below kills and four death from above kills, and like right. you don't you, you don't get You're a lot of death, death from below opportunities in this game. The prepper stash is what I was talking about. Those prepper t- stashes are yeah, those that's the other source of perk points is the magazines you find in the prepper stash. Yeah. those are fun. Yeah, they're
0: fun. They're like little puzzles where a lot of mm-hmm. times like people will be like, well, we don't want to let people come and get our stuff, so we're gonna flood like our bunker or whatever. Right. And it's like a little environmental puzzle you have to figure out on how to get like the mm-hmm. water up out of there so you can go down and get the stuff. A couple
1: of them have really, one of the ones I did that gave me a plane so yeah there's a, they're worth stuff. doing for sure and I do enjoy the planes I mean I love planes in general yeah helicopters
0: um, are great they fly well oh, we were talking earlier about the different levels of alert um, mm-hmm. so for each area there's three primary areas and then there's three levels for each one like when you get to that final level of alert that stuff gets intense Because they start sending planes and helicopters at
1: you. Actually, that was a so.
0: So finishing those last few missions in that area. once it starts to get be a plane. Yeah, also that, that
1: was the the damn plane. I was trying to get a story mission going, and the planes they kept sending to kill me in the area kept stopping the NPC from giving me the full mission dialogue, and I couldn't get it to start. Um, so I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna go spawn. I, I knew I had a truck with a machine gun in the back. I'm like, I bet I can take that's the plane down. That's I use that. Is that truck with a so machine so gun. I the pla- so I spawn that, and I get in, and he starts diving at me, and I shoot. And the plane goes, just you know, stops and just goes down. <laughs> and I get a trophy pops up. And I was like, oh, I wonder what that's for. So I looked at it. The trophy was for getting a headshot with a rifle or a, or a, or a sniper rifle or a normal rifle from more than 300 yards or something out. So I headshotted the guy with the the mounted gun yeah. like a mile out and i was like, <laughs> "Wow, like, imagine if I was trying right. to do that. Yeah, like it's yeah. crazy." That's yeah.
0: the only vehicle I use in the game is the one with the gun mount- mounted in the back.
1: I use the, the one you get uh, early on. I use the
0: fake ass Mustang. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mostly. I, so let's talk about other stuff that's different. So you can play through the whole game cooperatively, mm-hmm. the whole single player campaign. Which if, is fun. It is fun. You can also, if you don't, you can take a companion with you. So a lot of people wondered, like, what's up with the dog? That's what the dog is. Um, and you can get a bear. You can get a cougar. Yep. You can get characters from the campaign, like yeah. primary characters from the and campaign. And they do different things. Like
1: I have one character, like you said, the, you have the flamethrower yep. woman. I have a woman who can, uh, is a sniper um, yep. who's really good. The black the girl. Yeah, I have her, too. She's good, and then uh, the pilot will like airstrike for you. Like he'll, oh, wow. he'll he'll circle around, and you can call in like strafing runs and bombing runs. And he also will cover you from the damn plane guys. You can also pick up anybody. You have to drop people off your team to pick them up. You only have three regular Joes essentially. Oh yeah, you can you can pick up like random civili- And those guys actually, I I so the way those work is like everybody's got two skills. But the random ones you pick up, guys, you, you pick have to up, use them together. get. Have, them. Yeah, they have to get a certain number of kills to get. And I have one, and she, her, she's a, she's like a regular soldier, but her two skills are auto spots everyone when combat begins, and lets me carry more ammo. And I'm like, you are with me forever. Like, the dog you know, so, is good for that too, though. The dog will. Spot, basically, the dog's good on spotting, but I yeah. prefer the cougar because the cougar's stealthy and doesn't break your your undetected. I noise. don't have
0: the cougar yet, so cougar's I don't know what great. he does. But the dog, like I found that I used him for a little while because he will mm-hmm. just run out and suddenly you can see through all the trees and see where everybody is. That's a, hu- a huge help. Yeah. And he will go and collect like money and stuff from dead
1: bodies. Yeah. He and... also he also take guns away from them and bring them to you.
0: No, you're right. So yeah. That's fun. Um, but I think I that think all the
1: companions are pretty good. They do, so
0: and I think they work pretty well. Yeah. Um, they're smart enough. Like for instance, like when I I use the same vehicle almost every time. It's like called the Hell something or other, but. I drive, and then the AI person is on the turret in the back. Mm-hmm. And you just learn how to use it. Like that one, uh, that one cult stronghold there, I just pulled up and just backed into the driveway. And she's in the back with the gun, <laughs> and she just kills like half of the people in like the first like five seconds you get there. So mm-hmm. they're, they're smart enough so that they're not an annoyance. Yeah. But they are kind of immersion breaking in the same way uh, The Last of Us was. Because they just run out. And, like, the people, the the enemies are just like, la di da Like, they just act mm. like they don't they see. They do react to the cougar, though. They, oh, really? If the cougar
1: wanders out, they'll be like, "God, oh, what the hell's a cougar doing? Uh, so I'm like, that's cool. And like, there's
0: all that cool stuff, too, still, where you use animals. Like, it's, it's a little more contrived this time. Mm-hmm. It's, like, blatantly obvious. They're like, hey, here's this, like, compound with
1: 80 dudes, and here's a big-ass bear cage right, right in the middle of it. I do think... Um... It's. Uh, I, th- I think it's weird that they combined the crafting with the perks yeah. a little bit. Like that. Like so. Instead, you. Have... The crafting is kind of pointless now. Like I craft like ammo mostly. You craft, you craft like explosives and stuff. But like yeah. the, uh, I. I kind of. I mean I'm. I'm conflicted because I don't really like shooting animals if I don't have to. But at the same time, having to hunt animals. To craft like your ammo bag, sort of added another facet it made to sense. things. Now like, you just sell them for money. Yeah, that now helps. it's just you get cash, and like they, and you know, obviously hunting a certain number of each animal gets you perk points from the challenges. Right. So you use those to upgrade kind of the things you would upgrade. But, I mean, look, man, I got so many perk points. I don't, I mean, I have over half the perks already, and I've got 42 perk points I need to spend because I don't Jeez. have, I just, I, I, I guess I have, working on those challenges pays off. It does. <laughs> um, it's, uh, I mean it's fun. Like The the, the treadmill is good. It, it's, it feels like you're making progress. I, you know, I spent a long time kind of, so one of the reasons I was focused on this for so long is because I wanted a plane. I wanted a fighter plane. I wanted one of the World War II fighters and I finally got one and I flew around and I blew all the stuff up that I didn't want to waste my explosives on and I landed and I saved and I turned the game off and went back to Nino County 2. <laughs> <Like, laughs> Like, I was like, well, I did what I wanted to do. And I'll go back, I'll go back to it. I love Far Cry. I've played every, all three, four, 2, 3, 4, and uh, Primal like, 100% completion. I, I like them all. I'm, I'm still having fun with the game. Yeah, it's still fun I, to play. But I will
0: say I am pretty disappointed in the game.
1: Yeah, this, I'm disappointed in uh, the story's lack of teeth. I, I look, think. I still
0: love the parts of Far Cry 5 that are Far Cry. Mm-hmm. All the other stuff that I thought they were putting in it to make it maybe a little smarter, a little edgier, all fell flat.
1: Yeah, it doesn't feel any different in that regard from the previous two. Really.
0: No, it's the same thing. Yeah. You're taking over swaths of territory. Once you take over enough, you take on the next
1: swath. Once you take it all, you take on the final boss, mm-hmm. and you finish the game. Well, I meant in terms of, like, like the the villains and the, oh, and yeah, the, and yeah, the story. Yeah. So it's the same kind of, like... One of them uses drugs, and one of them uses torture, and one of them just like kills people. You know, it's, it's yeah. like the same thing that, that we've already seen yeah. in in the previous ones. And this...
0: <clears throat> it just hasn't ascended to be a better franchise with this. And I really thought mm. it had a chance to it's do that. It's totally
1: all over the place. It's uh, it feels like, it feels like there were probably a lot of arguments about that aspect. I of
0: the honestly anime. think that. They, Ubisoft just got cold feet and it just could be. changed the game.
1: It's, it could be as that, much or, as it could, or maybe it was never going to be anything more than that. And the marketing department just saw, oh, this an is an angling. angle, and we can run with it. Yeah. I mean, that's possible too. I guess I would say this because this is—it's so much along the lines of what Far Cry two, three and four were yeah. that it, it, if you hadn't been kind of primed by that marketing campaign, you wouldn't think anything weird about this.
0: Yeah, I think one thing I would say is if. There are some people out there who weren't a fan of how the game was marketed or thought maybe that the game was gonna offend them or make them angry, you can go play it. Like if it you're, is, it's just it's like for so... instance, if you're a Christian or a conservative who was like, Oh, this game's taking shots at me and I'm not gonna play it, you could totally play it. Like, if you thought the game was gonna do that, and I thought the game was gonna do that, it totally pulled all its punches. Like I just I think that they neutered this game because they were afraid of the uproar that it would cause if mm-hmm. they went full war. like I said I just
1: I don't feel like it has a point of view. Nope. It clearly this premise could be used to say something or 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 kind of like, you know, thematically sort of explore some things and I feel like they aren't doing that with the cuz like the the stuff that the the herald 'cause cuz each herald kind of has their fetish sort of, you know, like uh one of them is like obsessed with yes you know say yes like because and it turns out he's the one carving deadly sins on everybody because his thing is like give in to your sin become embody the sin come out the other side of it and then you will display to the world that you are the sinner but now you're forgiven and that's amazing kind of thing um which he finally explains later in the game in that way, but early on, like, they've got, like, Yes, like, built up, like, the Hollywood sign various places. At a certain point, I'm like, I guess this guy's just, like, the evil Daniel Bryan. Like, I don't <laughs> know. Um, but it's like, you didn't need kind of the cult, kind of the crazy cult leader religion thing to really explore that idea. Like, and it feels like a kind of a retread of sort of the previous sadomasochistic characters in... Far Cry? Yeah, yeah. Like, it felt like it was just sort of... It's just like, oh, he, he felt... It's weird how, like, it felt so daring in the marketing, and when you play it, it everybody does. just feels like a standard Far Cry character. Yeah. Just and like there's the nothing- whole,
0: like, you know, backwoods redneck angle that it looked like mm-hmm. it was taking. It doesn't really take that at all. No, like at the
1: very least, you don't really
0: interact with the bad guys very much. No. Like, at the, the very least, everybody
1: you call. interact with is sort of the sa- you know the same. Like, there's no class system happening there really, uh, except for the fact that everybody kind of you know people are getting brainwashed by this drug to believe this. You know, it's never right. it's never fully clear like. Why people are joining, or why anybody? Well, started they tend—they really just like, kind
0: of blame it on the drug.
1: Yeah, the drug is. You know, there's no, like, there's no um, ideological thing happening here. It's just like no. crazy cult people are brainwashing people. Which, okay, so people, crazy cult people are brainwashing innocent people into becoming crazy cult members that we then shoot in the head. It does yeah. not really feel <laughs> no, like we're solving yeah. a problem. <laughs> no. I mean, it's all an excuse yeah. to get all these characters out and all these you know cannon fodder soldier guys and girl also like uh about half the people you're fighting are women yeah and it feels like a cult like this would probably not give the women guns and military fatigues in fact they'd probably be lucky to give them shoes right you know it just <laughs> like if you're gonna pick this as your premise like follow it to it yeah logical they don't they conclusion. don't they don't like, go all the way in they it's a it's a it's very not even um, a half step i would say no it's a it's a very um progressive uh, revisionist millennialist cult <laughs> Yeah, a, a, like, uh, that's a good way to put it uh, there is multiplayer I honestly that's... have not got to play it, have you? no, I played the like, arcade mode a little bit, yeah we showed um, some footage of that there at the where, end, like, you get, like people can make maps and I played like a Stranger Things version of a map, and like all a the maps weird... that have been created so far in my opinion are
0: terrible um, they all just
1: little toys kind of yeah. thing sometimes. I, don't,
0: I honestly don't see it. And look, I messed around with it for a little bit and tried to build a map, and after about 20 minutes, I was like, I give yeah, up. It was, I mean, it
1: was... My did. biggest problem with it is... Um, uh, everything takes forever to load. Like, it takes so long to get into yeah, stuff. Yeah, the loading is really, that, like really it, For everything.
0: Not even just this stuff, but, like, the single player, too. Yeah.
1: But, like, just, like, the thing that really prevents me from messing more with the arcade mode tends to be... Well, I don't want to go... Because, like, you see the arcade posters you can use to activate it all over the place, but, like... It just like I I look at it and it's like ah oh, I don't want to I don't want to get into it I don't want to wait for all the load times to and, and and sometimes you load up a map and you don't like it yeah. you know it's 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 like a waste of your time. I thought I
0: everyone a- I played I thought was a waste of time because everyone was just like me they're like oh I got some stuff laid down do I really want to go through and like script all yeah. this stuff. I, I and, played
1: like- the uh, I filtered it to be the featured maps which is the stuff Ubisoft right now it's just the stuff Ubisoft themselves made and there's some yeah. pretty good stuff in there. Um, I'm also interested in the DLC. Uh, there's three DLC modules coming, or whatever. There's a uh, a zombie one, and a Vietnam one, and a Mars one. And the Mars one uh, is, I heard, is supposed to be pretty darn good. So instead of selling Blood Dragon separately, it looks like they're just going to put the crazy stuff as part of the DLC season pass thing.
0: Yeah, the multiplayer I have not got a chance to play. I couldn't get any matches. There were just weren't enough journalists playing no, was, multiplayer. Yeah, so there was no maybe tonight that. I'll
1: jump in. But... Yeah, I, I figure I'll be. Although like with other Far you can see
0: here are the building tools for the As with other mode. Far Cry
1: games, if you're trying to get like achievements or trophies for multiplayer stuff, you should do it now because eventually there will just be nobody playing. Nope. You're um right. I, I tried to, I decided to finish out my my thousand out of a thousand on Far Cry four last year or the year before, and I had a couple multiplayer things I hadn't gotten, and I had to sit in that lobby for like an hour until enough people got in to just it was literally just play every mode. Like, that was the one I needed. So I just needed to wait until enough people randomly popped and it loaded it up and it popped up and that was it. all I needed was five seconds, basically. <laughs> but I still had to sit there for an, an hour of, like reading a book waiting until someone. <laughs> <laughs> so do the multiplayer <laughs> stuff first if you ever want to play it because multiplayer dries up on Far Cry pretty fast. It
0: doesn't sound like it's going to have much tank power this time so. either. It just seems no. like an afterthought. So Matt... The co-op's fun. So Matt, who should buy this game? Uh, anyone who likes Far Cry but isn't sick to death of it. Yeah... I mean, if you love Far Cry, you're gonna love
1: this game. Yeah. It's Far Cry. It's the it is same more thing. Far Cry in with all the good and bad that employment. I don't even
0: know that like most of the tweaks are for the better, to be honest. Like eh. they don't make it worse,
1: I guess. Yeah, I guess not. I mean it's I, I feel like the streamlining of the upgrades, uh I feel like it makes it a little more repetitive in a way. But then like I guess the addition of stuff like the prepper stashes. Gives me something else to do, so, so you still have those. Out, the thing or about or it,
0: though, is it, that, that makes it worth playing. Is you still just have those moments mm-hmm. that only can be supplied by a Far Cry game? Just these random, like you said, like this crazy cover. Here comes a badger, yeah. or here comes a cougar out of the wood. Like you're in a, a tangle with this guy, and you're like, oh my gosh, I have one. He can hit me one more time, and I'm dead. And here comes wildlife, just out of the woods, just tears the guy a new one and kills him. You're like, hallelujah! Like. <laughs> That stuff does happen pretty consistently, just like other Far-, Far Cry games. There are those magic moments that make it worth playing. Um, but I am really disappointed in the game. Ultimately, uh, maybe I just had set my sights too high or expected too much out of the story.
1: Uh,
0: you know, but based upon playing all the other Far Cry games, my expectations for the story weren't that
1: great. But mm-hmm. the story is really bad. It just—it feels very disjointed, and like I don't think the individual like character writing is all that bad, but like. And also the uh, the in- there's also typos galore. Yeah, and- also the the item descriptions are actually very funny. Uh, they you, are yeah. read read the descriptions oregano. of all the items in the in the inventory. Uh, oregano
0: goes great in brownies. Yeah,
1: that's also weird. It's like why is why don't they call weed they call weed oregano in this? And it's like really that's where you decided to self like edit yourself like that's where you wussed out was pot. Yeah. Like really? Calling it oregano. It's yeah. so weird. Like. Like, every like, like, you're just murdering people in the face constantly, and like, running over, it's like, also, there's no children in this town, apparently. No. Like, no, no. I
0: thought I saw, like, a baby in one of the, uh, trailers or something, but I guess not. I thought I had seen uh, that. Oh, there's
1: a, there's a, the pregnant wife thing, I think there's a baby delivery thing later, like, or they, they, no. she has the baby later in the story or something, but, like. Um, no there's no children anywhere they they got those guys the, the the kids got out apparently in fact i can't I can't recall seeing a school anywhere no yeah
0: the the hard the deeper you dive into the pros, the worse
1: it gets I mean yeah you should probably just keep, take it at face value and don't take far flung exotic like fictional location's Here's the thing
0: if I had just kind of went into playing this game thinking this is just another far cry, I probably would have enjoyed it not even maybe not enjoyed it maybe It's the wrong word. I would have been okay with the story. Mm-hmm. But the way that they marketed this as this ultra serious hardcore trip behind this underground cult that with all these religious like the religious stuff is like almost null and void in this. Like mm-hmm. other than and I will say this Some of the songs that they wrote for this are really, really good. Yeah. The music's actually really good in it. Like some of
1: those crazy, like church, like hymns that are in this game. But then you listen to what they're singing. Oh my (laughs) God. Because they've got like that radio station that all the cult members have in their yeah. cars. Like they they did a really good job with those. Those songs, man. Like they sound. They're also like really catchy. They're very. I, I, the, the menus, like the the menus. The, like when you go to the menu, they have a version of one of them that plays kind of like kind of this sauce. Yeah. I, I, I was humming out in the shower today. And, like, and it they, was... that's. And, but that shows you like that's how those songs work. Like yeah. they're really catchy oh, yeah. and they get people to say. And they're kind of like they brainwash people. And I was sitting there thinking I can't remember a single piece of music from any of the Marvel movies, but I'm si- I'm humming the far cry <laughs> hymn in my in the shower without any prompting yeah yeah some of the radio station stuff those songs those religious yeah. songs that they play are really there's some really good, good license tracks in there too yeah, yeah. like it's they they did a good job on the music yeah really good job on the music um i don't think i was maybe i wasn't as immersed in the marketing stuff as you were just because of by nature of sifted like you see all of that and i just sort of like gloss over right it. right so like it doesn't it didn't bother me that much because like you know I think half of me expected them to punt on that in the end. Like it just felt like it felt like it was a daring marketing strategy that was just not going to pay off in the final game. And so, so. but I just wish like there, there there isn't anyone in this game that captures my uh, imagination the way Voss did in three or the way uh, Pagan Min did in four. Um, to the point that like I have trouble telling the difference between the three dudes in the cult. Like, because there's, there's the father is uh, Joseph, and then there's Jacob, and there's John. And if you put, outside of uh, Joseph's uh, amber sunglasses, if you put those three character models in front of me, I might not be able to tell you which one's which. Like, it's real generic.
0: Well, here's the crazy thing, too, is that, like, those guys... And this is one angle where they do kind of go, go there. A lot of, like, the kind of uber-modern churches these days... Mm-hmm. Have preachers that look like those guys. Oh, they're yeah, like, yeah. They're I like, realize they come from. They're something. like hipsters with tattoos and long beards, yeah. and they're like the hot thing now. Yeah, like, I know
1: they didn't come from nowhere, but it's like, give me some. I don't know, change the hair or something. Like they've all got the same hair, the same beard, and and the tattoos going on. Like and I can tell which one's the leader because you know he's, he's presented differently glasses, and he's got yeah. the glasses on. Also, actually, I, I actually I don't think we met. This game's real damn pretty. Um, I think, think I think it looks real good. Uh, maybe I think it maybe looks maybe good
0: from far away, but I think everything close up. Maybe looks pretty it's the bad. HDR.
1: Um, it could be because it it looks real. I, I'm constantly catching myself going, like, "Damn, that looks good." See, I actually and was the
0: opposite. I did not think the game looked very good. In fact,
1: early on, when you're at the the very beginning, you have to lead uh, Joseph out to the helicopter. Like and he's like you you've got him in cuffs, and he's, he's yeah. sort of like right in front of you. And I was walk. I remember walking, and I said to my girlfriend, "I'm like, look at how you can look through his glasses." from this angle and see the stuff through it like it's shaded that way and slightly like distorted from this I'm like we're like two gens out from when those glasses would have been part of his face right. texture. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, it's just like, <laughs> yeah. it, it was a little moment of like, wow, look at that. Like, that's really cool. I honestly, I'm um,
0: playing it on a base PS4. I don't think it looks that great. I I, know mean, really, I, I think, think if you really look good. at like a Vista from a distance, it looks amazing. But the closer you get to stuff, the worse it looks. Like, I don't, there's I don't no like that. fur shading in the game. Like, they're just like these textures that are slapped on the animals and mm-hmm. like. I don't know. I,
1: I I was not impressed with the. Graphics. I think it looks real good. Uh, the explosions I thought looked pretty good. Yeah, but I I think it looks real good. It might be an HDR 4K thing because it does. I'm feel assuming real nice that, that makes point. quite a difference. Um, yeah, <laughs> but I've, I've been enjoying that. I mean, it's not like you know the best thing I've seen all year and visually, but like I'm pretty happy with it visually. It's uh, not ugly. No. I'll say that, but it doesn't seem like a. It feels like, like a next level. It, I I think it feels like it, it feels like a next gen leap from four. For sure, I haven't played it from Primal. Yeah, really. The fur shading is definitely is not great in this, but it's way better than Primal's. I don't think there is any fur shading in this. It's not. I don't know what you're calling it, but like it, like the whatever they were using for the fur of the animals in Primal did not look as good as what they have on this. Yeah, and uh, maybe they just stepped it back and stopped trying to put the little tufts of things on it because yeah. that just looks like they, they can watch gameplay and they can figure out what they yeah. what they think about it. But um, yeah,
0: that's it. That's Far Cry Five. Um maybe we come back and talk about it again if I play some multiplayer
1: but I'm guessing
0: probably I can't imagine not. a multiplayer is going to be worth discussing again. I guess. I mean yeah. who
1: how many people knew there was yeah, multiplayer until, <laughs> exactly. until you said it.
0: Yeah yeah. And I don't see myself touching the arcade stuff too much either to be honest like nah. maybe if something goes viral or like oh my god this crazy thing yeah. somebody created I'll check it out but otherwise I don't think I, I
1: would, would I would mess with that and browse, browse around it more if uh if the load times were faster if it was it was easier to just get into it. Hopefully you know? it gets does get improved. Maybe, yeah. At the end of the day. I'm surprised you got
0: the uh, PS4 version and not Xbox One. Uh,
1: well, the PS4 version is what was available. Ah, got you. There you go.
0: <laughs> All right, so it's time for our trailer of the week. And there was a game that we mentioned earlier that came out and actually it scored pretty well. I was pleasantly surprised because after Days Gone was pushed out, I had a hole in my draft order mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that was filled by this game, and I never dreamed this game would score this high. It's sitting at like an eighty-one or something on Metacritic right now, a
1: way out, which is pretty crazy because some a lot of uh, the reviews are basically like, "This game sucks, except for the co-op cool part." stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like basically all the reviews. I'll are take like, it. Tons of the reviews <laughs> are all well, same with like Far Cry, where like you know yeah. Far Cry is on my team. Yeah. and Sea of Thieves also on my team, Sea of Thieves already underperformed and like Far Cry is hovering around that 81 range yeah. right now and I'm like, so like you're seeing all these reviews for Far Cry like story's terrible, this is awful, this is ridiculous, this is terrible, 8.9. You yeah. <laughs> know, this like, okay, like, I'll take it because you're the on my team. The bad. Yeah. But like, <laughs> A yeah, no, so, Way Out has a lot of reviews where it's just like, uh, it's like the story is embarrassing, everything's terrible, the pre- presentation is awful, but it's so much fun to play co-op. It's yeah. like, okay, sure, like whatever.
0: I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> but neither Matt nor I have uh have had a chance to play this game yet, so we didn't talk about it on the show. And I do
1: not intend to. Yeah,
0: so. I, I do want to play it, but uh, we want to show you
1: code. I'll play it.
0: Yeah, we did uh, want to show it a little bit of love because it scored pretty well, and here it is: the launch trailer for A Way Out. <laughs> See that tower? Yeah, that's where we're heading. I was convicted for the murder of my own brother. I'm going to set things right for me and for my family. Did you hear about the weather? I did. It's our window. We'll leave tonight. You <laughs> <around. laughs> Everybody stay calm. Start talking. Stop it, man. i you. i co-op the name of the you. I'll I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. Pretty much the whole name of that game. A oh, way op. Yeah, I- I'm glad I, it has an alternate. I had a feeling that I remember I, d- I said during draft like it's something different and unique. The journalists are going to cling to it and give it up maybe a, yeah. a higher score than it deserved, and that appears to be the case. I haven't played it yet, though. I, so I, I really
1: feel I feel like Way Out and Far Cry Five are getting not necessarily scores higher than deserved, but far, scores higher than the text of their reviews indicate. Yeah, uh, it happens sometimes. While Nino Cooney too is getting the opposite. Yeah. I know. Yeah, you're right. Like That's I feel good. like they're they're like Nino Cooney is getting reviews. It's like this is a magical journey of wonder and excitement. Seven point five. Yeah, you know?
0: yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, like, <laughs> no, you're right. I, I definitely picked up on that with Nino Cooney. I don't know why. Um, as always, this is your time to get your questions into the chat. Go at Sifted Games. It'll help us pluck us pluck uh, the questions out from all the rest of the comments. Um, before we get into questions, don't forget subscribe to our channel via Twitch Prime. Uh, Give us $2.50. Easy breathing. Shane wants
1: us $2. I want my $2. What
0: movie was that from? Uh,
1: that is um, better, better Off, off Dead. Dead. Yeah.
0: That was great.
1: All right, let's see what we got the, the here. Sifted Paperboy wants his money. <laughs>
0: uh, from The Legacy. Which do you think Sony and Microsoft will partner up with Nvidia or AMD for next gen? Bioshock 1 and Infinite did the cult slash society storylines better.
1: I wish we would get another game. Um. Well, fun fact, uh, the guy who was the lead writer on Far Cry 5 is the same guy who wrote Bioshock Infinite. Yeah. So um, I feel like uh, Irrational had... Maybe uh, he
0: blew his load on
1: not, <laughs> I See, well, to me, Infinite, uh, Infinite also suffers from having a ton of that style content cut out just to get it out the door. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, but to me, that indicates that uh, he does have the chops to write that story, but someone didn't let him. Yeah,
0: or he did, and they did some cutting.
1: I think that's what that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: To keep the controversy I mean. to a minimum and keep sales from suffering right. from
1: controversy, um, I think NVIDIA is going to make everything for forever. Yeah, I, would, I mean, especially with the ray tracing advances. I mean.
0: Yeah, I, I just think it's written in stone, and I don't root for an Nvidia by any
1: way, shape, or form. It's just no. I've had both. Well, actually, I, I kind of root for Nvidia just because I had AMD in my last PC, and those drivers are, are garbage. And I don't know how they are now. Like that, that, that stuff seems to switch back and forth constantly. Yeah. Like, sometimes AMD is the best thing. Sometimes Nvidia is the best thing. But like, I've had overall a better experience with Nvidia.
0: I think, I think what's important really for console manufacturers is being able to ramp up production. Mm-hmm. I think that that is more important than anything that a graphics card producer can be malleable and say, "Okay, well, things are going slow. We don't and oh my gosh, things are going gangbusters." Look, I mean, look what it did with Switch. And granted those are old chips that maybe they had some they had lying on around shelf
1: somewhere, I think.
0: Maybe, yeah. but the fact of the matter is when Nintendo's Switch became a hit, Nvidia was there. They were able to scale up. They were able to scale up just like that. And I think a lot of, uh, I think both Microsoft and Sony will look at that. Because I mean, I don't know if I can remember a console that did that where it just skyrocketed and there was enough supply to satisfy demand. I mean, I just was at Target Sunday night
1: and there are switches on store shelves there. Um, Well, partly that is because, again, they're they're slowing down. I I said they would and they're going to because there's nothing there. But I think they got a switch into the hands of most of the people who wanted a switch by Christmas last year. Which is and impressive. That is not something you could say about something like the Wii. Nope. Really. I absolutely. mean granted it helps they had the run up from March, but uh yeah, NVIDIA it feels like NVIDIA delivered on that. Uh yeah, and that they had to be part of that pipeline, I would think. So yeah. uh yeah. Plus, NVIDIA's tech is just the tech is all there. All the publishers and developers are on board with them, and, the, and you know, Epic's on board with. I mean, it's just like, yeah. the 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 pipeline is there. The other the other important thing too is middleware.
0: So yeah. Unreal Engine, like which 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 graphics card are they coding to first is mm-hmm. going to be NVIDIA's cards. So I just think that AMD is fighting an uphill battle. Although I always root for the underdog, I just don't know if it's feasible. Yeah. I mean, point. you never know. Uh. Let's see, Vox91, what do you think has been the cause of EA's problems with the Star Wars license? My guess is mandating their studios use Frostbite 3 when some of their studios have more experience with other game engines. Um, Unreal and Havoc.
1: I think that's definitely part of it, but I I still believe with no real corroborating evidence that uh, the thing that ended up sinking uh, the Visceral game was EA's... Wanting to move to that games as a service business model and not find not seeing a way to cram uh, the visceral game into that box.
0: Yeah, I just uh, I'm, re-
1: I'm really starting to think that maybe the game was just bad. I just don't think so. I don't think that is how. I EA, don't want to believe that. No, I don't think but... how, that's how EA does their jobs. I don't, I don't, EA will release a game that isn't very good, Mirror's Edge Catalyst, and even even if it's a risk, like that's why I think it was bad. <laughs> Hmm? I just think the I think the project was flying off the I rails. I just don't and... believe it. I think it's their games as a service strategy. Like there, that wasn't part of that game. Amy Hennig was making a single player game, just like Visceral has always made, the Dead Space stuff. Um, and EA's just not interested in that. That's not what they want to deliver to their shareholders. They want a constant revenue stream that they don't to release yearly. I mean it's smart if you're the shareholder or you're the, the Yeah, business but that's that's also why I say because that is such a giant focus of EA's business strategy, they don't give a shit whether the game's good or not. If they did, they wouldn't have put out Need for Speed payback. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if, as long as there's Need for Speed games are coming out, you can't convince me that they canceled anything because it was bad. Uh, let's see. But I think, yes, Mass Effect Andromeda and all that has proven that forcing the developers to cram their stuff into Frostbite 3 is not a good choice.
0: Oh, here we go. Um, here's the person I was talking about, who's a Sifid user who was going to go to GDC, and he's making an indie game. And here he is, Super Cordon Blue. I was at GDC, and Indies were a huge focus, with Microsoft seemingly leading the pack with ID at Xbox. They were advertised everywhere. I saw no trace of Nintendo. Um, with their strong indie presence, do you think that they missed opportunity to really show how much they are behind Indies? Well, I think you're looking at it from the perspective of an upstart indie developer. And maybe you want to make games for Switch. And you go there, you don't know anybody, you're looking at signage, you're trying to figure Mm -hmm. out how can I find the people at Nintendo so I can talk to them about getting my game on their platform. I can see from that perspective where you might be disappointed. Um, But when you kind of get in the machinations of the publishers and maybe once you finally do make that contact, I think you'll find that there are people inside Nintendo just like there are people at ID at Xbox. Mm -hmm. Um, You just kind of got to break through that Yeah, also, I
1: I feel like Nintendo's got kind of more of a don't-call-us-we'll-call-you thing going on there still. Yeah. Like, you got to kind of produce some results before Nintendo takes notice of you. So they may... I don't feel like Nintendo's really searching out new indie talent. They're looking for stuff that's promising that's already there. That's a good point,
0: because Nintendo also doesn't have, like, kind of an incubator program. Right, which is more like ID at
1: Xbox is. ID at
0: Xbox has... Early access. Right. You don't have that on Switch. You don't have that on PS4 either. Um, you have it on PC and you have it on Xbox. So I can see why you probably think they're more open because they are. Like they mm-hmm. actually have these incubation programs where people like you who are working on a small game can put your game up there and, and it'll either get voted up or voted down yeah. by the
1: users. And they're or, very, I mean, they're very open to kind of the early access sort of like you yeah. know, games, you know, the, the game in progress thing, uh, which you can see with Sea of Thieves. Yeah. So I'm just going to keep hammering at it because I cannot believe that they're charging $60 for that thing. Uh,
0: uh, let's see. Uh, Vincent, are there any plans for Game Face on Friday? When is the next today's high score? Um, probably not going to do Game Face on Friday. This may be now that we've done a Monday. It may be a slow evolution getting back to, mm. back to Friday. Um, maybe there's gonna be a week where enough happens from that Monday to Friday that we can do a Friday show. This week might be tough. It's possible.
1: Crazy stuff and would happen. these ha- monkey fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday webcast. <laughs> yeah.
0: Something crazy would have to happen in the next few days for us to do a show on Friday, but we'll see. Uh, Today's high score. I'm thinking about doing also, it. Also, Sam's
1: thinking of unionizing, so that would be a, a whole thing. <laughs>
0: Uh, today's high score, I would love to do an episode this week, but we've tried to do um, episodes of that show during the week and it just didn't work, and without you guys we don't have a show, so I don't want to, it takes a lot of pre-production to do that show, I don't want to come in here bust my butt on an episode and then have nobody show up in the chat to do the show so it'll probably uh, be this Saturday at 1pm Pacific just like it was in the past when we had successful episodes um Uh, score fear. welcome back Matt, do you dig the Colossus print above Shane's head?
1: Uh, Yeah, I like it. I'm not going to steal it or anything, but
0: it's cool. <laughs> um, Mike's cue, Shane you look like a bumblebee, carry on. <laughs> Thanks. Somebody's not
1: a Barcelona fan. Yeah,
0: I got this shirt when I was in Barcelona, by the way. This was their kit the year that I was there, like mm. 2012 or 2013.
1: It is an odd stripe choice.
0: Yeah, it actually goes like under and the under the arm, armpit and over the too. arm
1: like. <laughs> it's really weird that's like, why I liked it though yeah I mean it's just like I mean it's kind of that that line between like unique and like someone was just trying really hard to find something new to do with a stripe they you know? wore this on the pitch this is like their uniforms it's
0: pretty crazy uh let's see if we can find one more just gamers related uh, can we get you and Matt to stream the game one day I don't know what you're talking about the game. Um, Stan, user, any other games come to mind where your initial excitement from the teasers lessened once you saw or or experienced gameplay? Well, I think we talked about two today. We mm. talked about Sea of Thieves. Because I was really excited about Sea of Thieves. Mm-hmm. And even when I first played it, I was really excited about it until I realized that's all there was. And now Far Cry 5, we talked about two here.
1: I, um, Street Fighter Cross Tekken yeah. would be one. Like, when I got my hands on that, I was like, oh, uh, I feel bad saying that because, uh, I don't know, it was a, it was an awkward moment because Seth Killian was showing it and I liked uh, Seth a lot, And but be. I think he knew, I, th- I think it was, it was <laughs> very, you know, um, yeah, it was just when I was like, oh, that doesn't feel very good, I don't know, mm-hmm. uh, I'm trying to think of something, anything else. I can't really um, think of games where once I played them, the gameplay was worse than I thought. I would, actually, I would say the first Darksiders was like that for me. I didn't like that game at all. I really l- liked how it looked, and I liked Joe Matareira's art and all that. And I, when I got my hands on it, I just hated how it played. And I like it more now. Um, I have replayed it since they did the War Mastered Edition and stuff, and I like it more than I did, but I feel like I was expecting it to feel a lot less stiff and a lot more... Um, God of War-ish, or, or Zelda-ish than it did. It felt a little... I mean, I still think it's a pretty amazing achievement that a, a studio's first game was a giant Zelda clone yeah. that pretty much does it, yeah, like it yeah. gets they, there. They nailed it pretty um, much. But just, I didn't like how it felt when I first played it, and it took me a long time to kind of get over how I felt something that looked like that should feel. Like, the actual
0: gameplay, like response time and things like that, I'm actually pretty surprised that I can watch a trailer or gameplay of a game, and I can tell how responsive the gameplay is just by watching the footage without even holding a controller. I don't know mm-hmm. how that is, and I think that's why I'm very rarely unpleasantly surprised by a game once I finally play it. Yeah, now, it doesn't happen to me much. Now, design and how design works and progression works and things like that, sure, I've been had rude awakenings many, many times with that stuff, but actually... Playing the game, what it feels like to have the controller in your hands, I cannot think of too many games mm-hmm. where I thought they were going to control well and they didn't.
1: Yeah, it doesn't happen. Actually, the other, the, I think the other example that, come, that comes to mind now that I think about it is um, The Crew. Uh, playing The Crew, the first game, uh, it just didn't feel right. Like, the the steering and everything just didn't pref- behave the way I thought it should.
0: I think a lot of people might say that about every Grand Theft Auto, the the cars. Mm. Because Grand Theft Auto has a very unique
1: handling. Yeah, that did seem to be a common complaint with GTA 4.
0: Yeah. You have to learn to just yeah take off, let go of the gas and use the brake and the turns and then get back on the gas once you reach the apex. Mm-hmm. But it takes people. You, most people are used to just holding down gas the whole time. And just yeah. being able to just go around curves, you can't do that. I in retro GTA photo. 4,
1: I thought GTA Four was uh, had a really pretty impressive driving model. Once
0: you got used to it, yeah, yeah. yeah I didn't have any problems with it. But I don't really, I really
1: like GTA Four, and uh, most people seems that they didn't, they did not.
0: Okay, that's it for Game Phase One Twenty Two. Several huge games on today's episode, and once again. Our apologies for doing it on Monday, but I think it's better than waiting an entire Mm -hmm. week to get another episode. Um, Just one last time. Gotta keep those takes hot. Yep, gotta keep them hot. Uh, Just one last uh, note before we go. If you joined in late on the stream, you have not yet subscribed to Sifted uh, via Twitch Prime, please do that right now. Just click that little button above the player. It'll give us a free $2.50. If you're just someone who watches our stream and you're not a patron or a subscriber please consider going to our Patreon and helping us out at patreon.com slash sifted. So on behalf of Matt, who I'm very happy to have back for good, and Sam, we'll see you next week. Game Face is up and out.